Welcome to Passion for Collecting, the official podcast of CAS, where we talk everything collectibles from toys to sports memorabilia. And now here are your hosts, Chris Whitlock, Ross Barr, and Anthony Spinicki. Hello, toy fans. This is Chris Whitlock from Collector Archive Services, and welcome to CAS Presents Passion for Collecting, the show that is for collectors, by collectors. Passion for Collecting is sponsored by Collector Archive Services. Visit the CAS website at CollectorArchive.com for grading, preserving, and custom displaying of your collectible toys, video games, and sports memorabilia. I am joined here by my two co-hosts, Ross the Man Barr and Anthony Sprinkles Spinicky. Welcome, <laughs> gentlemen. <laughs> Welcome, Hello, collectors. Back to the show and welcome guests. Uh, very, very happy to be here. A lot going on at CAS, a lot going on in the market. We have a really cool um, guest segment that we're going to be getting to shortly, but we are going to start with the news. Sorry. No good news is good good news show, right? Yeah. For those of you that are um, ancient like me and uh, remember the Great Space Coaster. Um, Gary Ganoos. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, so we actually, CAS does have some really cool things going on starting, and I'll let Ross um, tell you a little bit about it. The move. Yeah, Gary. we are moving. Unbelievable. It's coming up very so soon. Yeah, so you know, one of our partners, Ken, has been asking basically since we moved into the old space uh, th- four years ago uh, to move because we had, we had outgrown that space very quickly uh, after things kind of wrapped up. But um, we are moving down the street very, very close. We're moving from 2351 to 2361 Vista Parkway, which is not going to be confusing at all for people sending their packages to us, is it? But we'll manage that. Don't worry. We know the people that are moving in. God forbid your stuff goes to the old place. We're going to walk on over daily for at least a few weeks, if not longer, to make sure that all the stuff comes to us. Or you could use the right address. One of those two. Right. But (laughs) (laughs) um, you know, it's really exciting. The the thing I'm most excited about, all the partners, um, or most of them that that are the owners in CES are all going to come down, all going to pitch in. Um, you know, we made an announcement about a week or so ago, just given kind of the the where we are with the avalanche of submissions that we've gotten over the last year or so. We're if, very thankful, but yikes. Very much so. We got a lot going on. You know, unlike other grading companies that have shut down, you know, completely or shut down certain tiers or their turnaround time is ballooned to months and months and months and months and months. You know, we came out and said, hey, right now we think our stuff is going to be delayed about 30 to 60 days. Um, but the good news is with this move, more space equals more efficiency. You know, we're going to do it all over the weekend with all the partners coming down. And what we expect is that the efficiency gained um, and all the work we're putting in is going to help those turnaround times get back to normal very quick. So I'm excited about it. It's going to be a great thing for the company and for, most importantly for our customers. And so when should people start sending things to the new address? So we'll, we'll move in effective June 28th. So, um, you know, if you have anything that's going out, call it June 26th or later, you should send it to the new address. Right. And, you know, chance again, you know, you collect your archive services is the first thing that's going to be on your label. Um, you know, post people are going to know where we are, but, you know, for sure. That's a good point. 
Yeah. So, but for sure, you know, the, the bottom of our website, folks, um, has all the pertinent, every single page of the bottom of our website has all the pertinent information. So if you want to know where to send something, go to our website and the address, like, so currently is our current address, but I'm sure that weekend, one of the first things we're going to do is we're going to be changing that. So if you need to know where to change it, um, where to send it to, go to the bottom of our website, get the new address, um, starting on the 28th. So, and very excited. Go ahead. It, sh- it should comfort folks also. It's literally the same parking lot. So if you're a little apprehensive about sending something that it may not end up with us, it's literally across the parking lot. We can check it daily. And we know the folks moving into the new spot and they know where to right. send. It, God forbid it ends up there. So and correct send, me if I'm wrong, send if with we, confidence. Yeah. If we open the garage door to the back of the current location, do we see the front of the new location, right? No. Oh, oh, you don't quite? No, okay. no, no. But okay. it's it's close enough. It's close yeah. enough. Yeah, same I parking just, lot. I should have just said, yeah, and not made you look foolish, but uh, that would have been inaccurate. There, there's a chance that I may make you look foolish later on in this episode. Oh, you so, will. So. You will. <laughs> so. You will. You always do, Mr. Smarty Pants. Uh, well, you know, i got to bring something to the table. If it's not Star Wars, I got it's it's my wit Dr. and charm. Dr. Star Wars. Dr. Star, Dr. Star Wars. Wars with the wit and charm. I'm absolutely, um, you know, just – just the star of all this, which because I'm that. Hold person. on, you're the star. I am. Yeah. When did when did we say that? When I say it constantly. So just in case you're wondering <laughs> if I am not the star, I am absolutely that guy. I don't so. know. Did did we have some recent uh, viral YouTube video which may I have in, yeah. ex- may I- have exposed some other star who ran that segment? Just saying. I, I mean, you know, you were doing great with your 300 views on your investors' corner, mm. Chris. But once I, we did the inaugural mm. trading card, wax packs, market watch, investors' corner, Chris's corner. Yeah. So, um, so here's my <laughs> resignation. My resignation letter. I'm just gonna give it to you. Um, for- <laughs> dear Ross, how are you? I am fine. I quit. Love, Chris. So- <laughs> Can't quit. You're not allowed to quit. Not allowed to quit. We'll t- we'll talk about the viral video yeah. that we had oh, later man. on. That was an exciting our- time. Exciting it was great. Time. It was great. So yes, so we're moving, and we are also, and we just signed up for um two this week. Uh, we are ramping up. We promised you were going to ramp up the toy shows. We are ramping up the toy shows. So yep. uh, we have really. From here on to the end of the year, we're going to be somewhere. Hopefully, somewhere near near you, um, Ross. You put together a list of uh, yeah. Uh, just over the the next next month, we're actually going to be the same weekend that we're uh, moving. We're actually also going to be have a presence. Not not the full CES team, but we'll be at Joe Fest in Augusta, Georgia. A, a wonderful gentleman, big CES customer, big supporter yes. named Dan Partooch will be there. Um, representing CAS, taking submissions. Also on the same weekend, you look at we're we're spreading ourselves yeah. all over the place. We're yeah. moving. Ross spreads himself constantly. I it's do just, yeah. a lot Whoa. of spreading, Whoa. a lot of spreading. Yeah, that's I don't know what that means, but mm. uh, sounds dirty. But uh-huh. uh, <laughs> we'll be we'll be moving. We'll be show. at Joe Fest, and we'll be at the Pasadena Toy Expo, which is an awesome show uh, run by a good friend of CAS, Mark Ryan. Um, June 26th in Pasadena, Maryland. Um, June, July 17th to the 18th, uh, the handsome and talented Dr. Anthony Spinnecke and I will be at Zolocon in nice. Warminster, PA, uh, July 17th to the 18th. Um, and then rounding out our summer, we're going to be at Toys for the Ages 
August 14th in Carlisle, Pennsylvania, um, run by awesome guy named Andy Cook, um, who you probably see a lot does does a um, a lot a lot of live sales on Toy Hoarders Anonymous, um, cool. the Facebook group, and the Columbus Toy Show, which was originally supposed to be scheduled in March, always is March of every year, um, but was kicked because of COVID. Uh, is going to be August 29th in Columbus, Ohio. Obviously, that would be bad if the Columbus Toy Show was anywhere but Columbus, Ohio. True. That rounds out our summer. Pretty cool. That. That, Pretty that's cool. A lot. Uh, then we're, we're not going to get into fall, or you know, just yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm the spoon feeding our friends. What all do you right. want me? We want me to go through all 2021, Chris? Should we? Well, I just should saying, we hit our know, 2022 shows? Is people, this our last? Is this our last podcast? Yeah, right. right. Let that announce well, them all. Here's all the shows from the rest of I just, time. If, if people are planning, this is the yeah, uh, series saying, finale yeah. today. Wow! 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 Dude, yeah. if someone is planning what toy show they're going to go to in October right now, <laughs> we got something going on. I'm planning, something... I'm planning on going to something. Yeah, but you have something mentally going on, right? <laughs> well, I like to plan ahead. I'm a very busy man. So that's right. Very busy in, guy. In high demand, you are in high demand for sure. So, um, so that bleh. all also. Um, What's that, Chris? All- what was that? <laughs> I, think blah, said, blah, blah. I think he said blah. Blah, blah. This is um, professional podcasting. I, yeah, I'm honest. That my, my I'm I'm a factory worker, so my broadcast career is very very limited to like yeah. five episodes. Um. So, uh, but we also have a lot going on in social media, including, and we'll talk more about it later, our first viral moment. Yay. Uh, but Anthony, why don't we talk a little bit about social media and how that is just firing on all cylinders, we'll say. Yeah, sure. So as you all know, the name of our podcast is Passion for Collecting. You're listening to it, hopefully. Uh, if you are, please leave us a five-star rating. Right. And uh, if you look at a six star, give us a six star rating. I want the only, extra star. Only five. Um, Too many but, stars. But even more importantly, if, if you do enjoy the podcast, leave us a review. Like, type, just put something in. You know, I love listening to Chris babble for three and a half hours. Most I love it. Do. You know, Most it's fine. Do. Just just type it in, please. It helps the podcast. It helps us, helps people find us. Um, and also, maybe. Uh, recommend it to a friend or family member who is also a collector because I, I think they would love the show. Um, if you're listening to the audio version of this podcast, we talk a lot about collectibles, things you would love to see. If you want to actually see them, we have a YouTube channel. It's Collector Archive Services on YouTube. It's the first thing that comes up if you search it. We will have video enhanced uh, segments from this podcast uh, showing all the collectibles that we're talking about, and you can see Chris's handsome face. Mwah! Yeah, it's adorable. Other it than is. that, uh, please follow us on Instagram, like us on Facebook, and uh, and that's it. Leave us a review. Come on, please do it. Yeah, don't make him beg. Don't make him beg. He will <laughs> well, beg. I, I'll tell you. He will th- beg. I'll give you. I'll give you my best, Arnold. Do it. it do it now. It yeah. sounds to me, and I have some things that's actually at CAS that are um, contests um, available when we get them back. I think Ooh. that. I got, yeah. I got a contest coming up in a yeah. red solo cup. Yeah. I don't red know if it's now or later. Cup. We'll do it later. Yeah. Well, we're gonna do a yeah, like this. It's the very, very next part of this. But um, but yeah, maybe that would be something to uh, get people to leave reviews by bribing them with a contest. There are some yeah, cool things that sure. um, we wanna that we would love to give to you, anyways. Um, so but yeah, absolutely. Please check us out on social media. It, 
we are having a blast with it. A lot of super valuable information on there. A lot of like learning things and, and, and uh, things that we, we teach you and some of the people that we work with are teaching people. So And my viral video. And Ross's yeah. viral yeah. video, which has my name in the title. So I think it's my, <laughs> my <laughs> viral video. I think it might. I think it might. Uh, perhaps, perhaps. See, that was very short sighted <laughs> of you to throw me in there because credit goes to <clears throat> me. Uh, so it was, it was either you oh, or no. Michael Jordan. It was, it was yeah. one of you guys. I don't oh, know. Well, who's more popular at this point? <laughs> who's more relevant? That would be me, folks. That would be me. I, I'm still producing, whereas Michael Jordan is just, you know, him just living yeah. off the, living off the royalties. So before we get to our guest, you have spotlight. to be a special kind of egomaniac to compare yourself to Michael Jordan. <laughs> special kind. Chris, Chris, he's an <laughs> egomaniac. Yep. So, Everybody wants to be like Chris. I know. Hey, I love myself. So, and I sing a lot, and I'm terrible at it, but I still do it. Sorry, folks, you're gonna have to endure it. But um, there was a contest that um, we gathered some names for at uh, the last toy show you guys were at. But Anthony had to run before they were able to uh, give out. Or mm. to, so, um, and uh, so we're gonna go ahead and draw that one right now before we get to the guest spotlight, and we'll announce that there's also um, our our podcast sign up. Um, giveaway with the Mandalorian and, and uh, the child. And uh, we're going to give that away on a live stream coming up shortly. Oh, there we cool. go. There so, it is. For those of you listening, Anthony is showing it. For those of you who are watching, you see that is a CAS 95. Absolutely gorgeous piece. If and you're it, listening, if you're listening, go to the YouTube channel and watch it. Come on. Yes. Look 95. Look at that pretty label. Oh, such a, such a beautiful piece. So we're giving that away. Um, if you, if you, Sign up for the podcast. There is, um, there is. Well, we'll put a link somewhere to um, show you how to sign up for that. But without further ado, we're gonna we raffle, have... raffling this off. This is a. Uh, so what is this? Yeah, it's a seventy-five. It's a uh, like a real score of seventy-six point one. Vintage uh, Chewbacca CAS seventy-five because this CAS is sponsored seven. by Collector Archive yeah. Services. With our new boxes. I mean, I think Ooh. the box is like the best part. That's <laughs> awesome. It's so awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, which I actually uh, labeled uh, in pencil on top, Chewy. Okay. See? Very so handy. You you're going to get that. All right. So th the contest was at uh, ToyCon New Jersey. Anyone who did a road show could enter to win it. And we have five people that actually well, – we have more. Some people didn't do it, but we have five cards. Okay, so so the odds gonna, of winning are very good. Probably it, like one in five. So. Clo it's close to that's one. 20, in five. That's twenty percent. Yeah, twenty percent. I did the math. Wow, I you guys are man. It's, it's, I have to use my smart. calculator to do that. It's so dumb on this podcast, you guys. <laughs> All right, so it's only five. So we're gonna announce them quickly. Joe Garcia. Da -da -da. Joe Garcia is the guy who's always Superman with his wife. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, uh, I forgot her name. She's gonna kill me. But whatever. Uh, Mrs. Garcia. Mm. So. All right. Then there is uh, Anthony, who is there with his uh, friend, his uh, girlfriend Vanessa. He went down to Tom's River to get a scare glow. Wow. Drove down to Tom's River, which is where that car show was right, where right. we were at. Yeah. And then came out to uh, my next viral video. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think it's at like twelve right now. So just shows you it's gotta have. Just saying it, it, it. It's. It's just slowly it's working its way it's up. Simmering. Yeah, he Hector Hilario, who submitted all those modern uh, Star Wars prototypes. Remember, nice. he had all yeah. the heads, all the yeah. uh, all the accessories. What a cool name, Hector Hilario! I like yeah. that. That's yeah. a great name. Sounds like a wrestling name. 
Like Maybe. you can really, you can actually so whip some butt with the other name like Hector that. Hilaria. Yeah, going to put there the smack is, down. There is uh, Tony Yamin, who is a uh, big GI Joe collector. He's going to be on the road show. He had a lot of cool GI Joe pieces, and then Yay. of course our friend Adam Marks. Adam Marks. Hey yo, who uh, like wins every CIS contest? He wins everything. He does. Well, he's got a one in five. I would throw his card now. away. Throw his card away. No, Adam. I'm kidding. I'm Why are you so mean? <laughs> I'm kidding. I am mean. All right. Uh, Here we go. Ready? Da, 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 da. He's Adam sh- Marks. shaking the cup. Adam Marks. Red Solo Cup. Red Solo Adam Marks. Cup. This is, very, this is very old school. None of this uh, Chris Whitlock fancy program. Yeah, I, I, I can find apps. I am the man. This is the one. <laughs> da, 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 da. And the winner is, ooh, Hector Hilaria. Hector Hilaria. <laughs> Wins the Chewbacca. Congratulations, Hector. Congratulations, Hector. All right. So uh, I got his email, his phone number, which I will not give out now. But uh, Hector, we're going to get you that Chewy very soon. So congratulations. And thanks for taping that Roadshow segment. Cool. And we will be, like I said, doing a live stream to give away the um, Mandalorian with Grogu. So uh, that will wrap up the news. All the news that's good good news to fit the print or whatever we want to call it. And up next is our guest spotlight with our special guest, Joe Curcio. Hello, collectors. We're back at the guest spotlight. We are so I'm I'm very excited, extremely excited. I'm about to jump out of my chair right now with excitement <laughs> over our awesome guest who, you know, I've been since we started the podcast, it's someone that I wanted to get on from the beginning. Um, and, you know, we were kind of waiting for the right time because there's certain segment that, you know, that CAS is going to launch soon or is in the process of launching soon. We'll get to it in a second. Um, but the man, Joe Curcio, had a lot to do with it. So. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to do a little intro first about him. You know, I would definitely call Joe a good friend, uh, that I met through the groups, although we haven't met in person yet. No, we did. We did. Where did I actually, we did, we did. I did see you at one of that. That's right. Yeah. It was, it was a little bit ago. Not enough. I haven't had enough Joe, (laughs) but you know, he would be, he would be the last person to take this type of compliment, but I'm going to give it to him anyway, but he is the super collector to beat all super collectors, <laughs> at least at least in my mind, right? This guy, I mean, if you want to talk about someone who was all over social media, all over different types of hobbies, Every group. I, I find it hard <laughs> to believe, hard to find someone who's has his thumb more on, and not to say that he has his thumb on things. He's, he's the nicest, most laid back guy in the world. But so, you know, to my knowledge, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, Joe, I think you run... Or one of the admins, or even started the, the the big vintage Star Wars action figure group, right? I am. I did not start the group. I am an admin. Oh, it was Jason Smith started that. You're an admin, Correct. right? Correct. Lowly Correct. admin. You're a lowly admin. Not yeah. not starting the group. Not starting I, I, the group. I, I stay in the back. That's right. where we met. Was that group? So that's that's how I know Joe. Sure. Um, the GI Joe era group that was started by you, right? Yes, the was. biggest, the biggest GI Joe collecting group on My Facebook. Um, the starting lineup group. That's my baby. That's, that's <laughs> what, and we'll and we'll get to that. We'll get to that. That's on. Uh, we're, you're not getting off that easy, pal. We're gonna ask plenty of questions about that one. And my my new favorite group over the course of several months, um, the vintage wax and packs group. 
Yeah. And we've sort of stolen that name, just so you know. So <laughs> <laughs> don't you weren't okay. supposed to tell him that, Chris. Oh, like he's not he gonna was... know. He's like, wow, who stole that? So <laughs> he was he was supposed to find that on his own. So well, did okay, I, we'll see. Did yeah, did I miss okay. any groups, Joe? I, I own about 15 groups. Oh um, man, I got like five of them. Tell us yeah. the other so, ten. Yeah, what, what, what else keep... do you collect? I I collect of course, Star Wars, G.I. Joe, Transformers, starring lineups, Masters Universe, Wrestling, Mask. Um, I dabble with a couple other things, but they're my, my main collecting. And, and somehow we weave ice cream in there somehow. Yeah, the ice cream, that's my side project. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so so what, I got five of the groups. Can you, can you, do you even know the other ten? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I couldn't even think of them off the top of my head right now. <laughs> It's a Man, that's that's really un that's unbelievable. Sorry about that. I should. Who has the ringer on during a podcast? My goodness, talk How about rude. a what How a lack rude. of professionalism. Oh yeah, yeah. Too bad you're stuck with me, or else I get uh. fired. Um, <laughs> all right, so that's quite a few uh, groups, and I, I think the only other thing that I wanted to mention that I I certainly know you for and and lots of people that that know and like you like myself know you for is the goodfellas ice cream shop in hazel township pennsylvania right so you're the, you own that that is mine but it's uh, ice cream and, and baseball cards i do sell ice cream and baseball cards in the same place i mean like that, talk about like kids like just dream come true right like it's, it's the ultimate like paradise you know come and get an ice cream and a pack of cards and just sit there at the bar i have an ice cream bar just sit there and enjoy. Open it's, up it's, packs. It's great. And so, of course, we decided we're going to book you in June, right? Like, this has got to be your slowest month, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, thankfully, it's rain. It's ugly here in PA. It's raining. It's ugly. So it, it worked out for the best. It really well, that's did. Good. <laughs> yeah, that's true. This is Friday night's like prime ice cream time. Yeah, I Shoot. know. Yeah, that's that's. I mean, there's no way we're going to get. Producer really messed this up. Whoever our producer is, totally yeah. screwed this one up. <laughs> Who books these things? That's Who's our producer? I don't even. I mean, maybe, maybe Anthony. Our Anthony. Yeah, yeah, right. I, I, I'm just the editor. That guy. That That's guy's me. the producer. Yeah. Yeah, it's all yeah. my fault. Yeah. Well, why do you get somebody whose <laughs> nucleus of his business is rooted in summertime and book him in like the right, hardest summer? Right. I know, like the longest days of the year. It's like, yeah. Talk, know, like, talk about the days have been so hot here, and we've been so incredibly busy. So, but it worked out perfectly. Today is just awesome. a slow day. Awesome. Awesome. Talk about right. the best the best idea. I have two kids. They both play uh, baseball. They both love ice cream and baseball cards. They would spend all day there. What yeah. an awesome idea! Yeah, yeah, after baseball games, kids always go to to go get ice cream, and then they yeah. go there and there's. I mean, like, really, like I don't know if you're brilliant in marketing, but like, or if that was an accident. But that's awesome. That really is a great. You know, thing. it's just it's nothing more than just bringing my passions together. That's all it is. If, that's awesome. if I didn't sell any baseball cards, I wouldn't care. They're there, and the idea was there. I mean, I do sell them, obviously, but. It was just my passions coming together. That's all it was. That's awesome. So, so let's let's talk about that for a little bit. So let's talk about the trading cards in particular. Um, you know, how long have you been collecting those? Um, obviously, when I was a kid, you know, who didn't collect baseball cards? Anthony. As an adult, I dabbled. <laughs> <just> no. <laughs> I did, I but Yankees and stuff. And then I got serious into the wax. I guess about six seven or eight years ago. I was like, I'm going to start collecting sealed wax. I don't know why. It just, just something I wanted to do. 
and it just turned into a pretty big hobby that I didn't expect it to happen. <laughs> Matt, so you you got in front of the current market explosion, right? Yeah. So yeah, what, let's let's talk about that and just the massive interest that's gone into it. So again, you were kind of ahead of the game. Um, I mean, we're all whoever collect, collected as a kid was massively ahead of the game. Although that was, you know, that's when it was popular, and and most people except for Anthony collected them back in the day. Um, but you know, he's that guy who's like, I had one baseball card, so I collected. Like, listen, it does not count. I, I had a, a shoe box of collectibles, cards, <laughs> but I wasn't serious about it. I mean, oh I, I just you know get them, keep the Yankees, and throw the rest out or trade them. You know. Um. <laughs> so what what do you what do you think what do you think about the current market? Let's talk about that a little bit and and the interest. First of all, what what do you think precipitated the influx of collectors? I think I think most people know, but I'd be interested in your take on it. COVID, no doubt. Yeah, COVID. people were bored. Um, people were just starting to go through things that they had sitting around. Um, you know, government money. You know, yeah. Like, yeah. Just, you know, I hate to say it, but it's kind of true. That guy that spent four million dollars on uh, Babe Ruth or whatever. You know, I'm sure that was all stimulus check money. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know that that got the ball rolling. People were bored. People were looking for something to do. You know, and. You know, there was a time there where you couldn't find card protectors because everyone was buying these. Interesting. To then send the stuff off to get graded at PSA because they were bored. And it just, you know, when COVID hit, I was like, oh, my God, what am I going to do with all this stuff? Like, no one's going to buy anything. Everyone's going to broke. And it was a total opposite. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I think we've mentioned that every episode is how everybody expected every market to crash and it yeah. went the whole other way. Yeah, totally. Totally. Um, I mean, so have you seen any trailing off of the market as, as things have opened up a little bit? Uh, you know, I when when PSA announced that they stopped taking submissions because they're just so backlogged, um, I noticed things cooling off a bit. If things are still up, they're up higher, much higher than what they were originally. Right. But it, it has settled down a little bit, which... I guess it's kind of good. I mean, it was it was getting too crazy, too crazy. Yeah. Where do you, where do you think in two years? Where do you think that that hobby is? Um, I think it was the 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 unopened market. We'll, we'll I'll, I'll touch on that. Like that's. Oh, that's we'll we'll awesome. touch on that. We'll touch yeah. on that. Yeah, we'll Ross touch is a toucher. That. He loves <laughs> touch. That yeah, was, a lot of touching. That was hot. That was picking up even before COVID. Yeah. And, interesting. Okay. You know, COVID of course spiked everything. So I, I don't see the unopened market crashing at all. Yeah. Um, it, it, I still think it's a lot of people are still getting into it. And I think it's still going to be up, but not COVID up. If that yeah. makes sense, you know. So, so interestingly, I think, you know, maybe towards the last half of, of 2020, I, I caught the, the bug, right? And I started collecting unopened. And I actually blame your group. Um, big time, you know, I, I was checking in on it and obviously I saw what was going on in the trading card market, but that didn't appeal to me, you know, just like as a toy collector, sealed con sealed items appeal to me. So kind of getting those packs that I had as a kid and, and, the, and how special a lot of them are, except for the eighties junk wax that, you know, you could pick up all over the place. Although it's not the, it's the junk wax isn't, it, it isn't as cheap as it used it's to be. Not, not at all. Right. Well, and so you caught it. And yeah, I so it, it, right, and then right. uh, that that guy, 
That guy never had yeah, it. I forget. I hate you guys. It it's like COVID. It's I will. Spread. I will give you. Will, listen to this. So today it's Friday. I usually I have a half a day most Fridays, and on the way home I always hit like a Walmart or a Target. Today is the first day ever. I went into a Walmart. And I went to the customer service because that is the only place you can actually find baseball cards. You know, they don't put them on the shelf. And I bought um, the Series 2, just came out this week, bought a hanger box and uh, never went to the toy aisle. And I left and I was like, I never checked this. You know what, though? It's always barren anyway, but I usually always check. Today was a turning point. And then I went to a hobby store on the way also and bought another four hanger boxes because they, they don't have a limit. Never looked at any toys. That was it's like a turning point here. It's like un- unreal. So wow. it's the beginning of the end, my friend. Yeah, we, we were like the ripping sickness. them open tonight. It was awesome. But the sickness. So you know, again, I I kind of caught that bug. I was in the group. We became a little more active, and then one day, you know, it was. I, I think we had, I had contemplated kind of tying it together that you know I saw that PSA was was uh, grading packs. You know, I, I didn't I didn't really know that I wasn't into the hobby, so it. It was something that I had thought loosely about until one day, Mr. Joe Curcio sent me a message saying what? I said, you need to get on this. <laughs> he said, CS needs to get on it. And what was what was your reasoning behind it? Well, get on what specifically? What are yeah. we getting on? Yeah. Getting on yeah. the degrading of, of, of packs, um, that, that whole scenario, packs, boxes, rack packs, sellouts, the whole, the whole shebang, because, you know, that's where the hobby was really picking up hot and heavy and PSA they let's backtrack here. PSA there, I should say collectors are really getting into grading the junk wax era stuff. It's for, I think it's just like toys. You know, we, we were trying to relive our childhood, right? So, you know, these guys are grading packs that are $2, but because Michael Jordan's on the cover of the, of the behind the, the package, let's grade it. And they just raised the prices through the roof, and collectors were furious over this because it was a fun game because this stuff was going really high. And that's why I, I, I messaged Ross and I said, "You know what? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what your plans are, but I think you guys should start grading packs." And we listened, um, <laughs> and we yeah. listened. And I'll, I'll tell you what I, you know, again, I, I we're. We're a little behind where I thought we would be with the launch of it, to be honest with you. Um, you know, we made an announcement about a week ago that we've just been inundated with submissions, like all the grading companies are, um, and that submissions are a little behind. Um, and so the launch of that, you know, I want to be in a position to launch it because I, I expect, as I think you would probably agree with Joe, once we launch it, there's a lot of guys that have been sitting on a ton of packs that don't want to send a PSA to wait nine months to do it. Right. Even, even if honestly, dude, even if it was just the guys in your group, I think that'd be enough to keep us busy from now to the end of the time. Sure. Right. Sure. Um, but you I, don't I didn't. So crazy. I mean, where it's just too much either, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But you know, I think, I think we've planned and we prototyped it in, in the right way. Right. Joe was kind enough. And there's a few other guys I met in the group just from deals and trades and stuff like that, that I had that Joe introduced us to you know, a couple of real upstanding guys in the group, people that others in the group look up to and respect because they collect the right way. They have a lot of knowledge. They're very respectful. It's the kind of people that, you know, that we like to associate ourselves with. Um, and so through them, 
you know, we've had the benefit of having a bunch of people that have sent us stuff or are going to help us kind of with feedback on it. And once that stuff gets back to them, then we'll be in a position to kind of launch it. And like I said, because of the backlog, it's taking a little bit longer than I want. But, you know, we're we're getting close to being in a position to do it. And, and, and Joe, I can't begin to thank you enough for, you know, putting the idea really into my head, um, giving us the tools and the advice and the guidance and the support to kind of get it done. And the good thing is when we fail miserably, I'll have you to blame. Right. It's perfect. <laughs> You're built in. It's all Joe's fault. It's all Joe's fault. But you know, the thing is, it's so funny because, you know, with, at CAS, with the, the owners and the partners, uh, we, you know, we know each other through toys. And what's kind of been funny is how so many of us have come out as sort of these closet card collectors that like, you know, and, and it's like, well, I know a lot about cards. So I start, you know, go saying what I know and all this stuff. And Ross is like, well, he comes in and is like, well, we all know this stuff. How is this not so obvious? So it really took you to kind of jump in and be like, you know, Maybe you need to look over here, and it's like, well, duh. <laughs> and so, like, uh, now I'm so excited about, you know, let's go do it. Once we launch, I cannot wait to go do some card shows. Mm -hmm. I can't wait to be in that, in that and talk to those people. And I look, and there are some big, like, there are big ones all over the, the country. And so it's going to be so much fun. And, and really, it ties in with our um, sports memorabilia stuff, too. So, like, really, you know, you, like, we fill this gap that is just glaringly open so yay i, I can't wait to do that no it's, it's very exciting i'm excited for it so i can you know and i and ross may know this i am not like this big grader i just don't go right. so crazy grading i do i have things graded by cas just for more of the preservation of it you know that's and what display, i display like. for sure display right i don't i'm not out buying figures like oh this is going to come back in 85 like if, you know if it's meant great if not Oh wow! Well, still enjoy it. No, but like for racks and cellos, I oh. for, for years I've been you know people love to collect stars on the front, right? But then I, I what what kills me with the sports card industry is that people end up you get this awesome thing and it goes in a box in your closet, and mm -hmm. and, and sports card collectors have the best closets in the world, but nobody ever sees anything because there's no way to display it. And you're right. like, you know, and I, you know, I was an eighties kid. So, you know, you, you think of like, you know, the, the 85 tops, right? You're like a Mark McGuire rookie, a Kirby Puckett rookie. And, 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 you, and there are those on top of cellos and racks that are sitting in closets. And you're like, you know, people will bring them out to show you, but they're awesome. Why aren't they on your wall? Cause there's nowhere, there's no way to display them unless you want to hang them off the rack and risk ruining them. Now we have a solution to that problem, you know? No, the racks are gonna look amazing. Amazing. I, I, I yeah, I showed you. I showed you a picture of the rack pack, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm excited about that. It'll be very cool. So there's a lot more to come on that. And again, we have you to thank or to blame. So, yeah. um, <laughs> you know, but I, I didn't want to focus the the whole time on the the trading card stuff. You know, and and once once that really gets going, um, I you know, at some point it'd be great to have you back, and we can kind of check in and and see how it's going, and blame you for how it went wrong or whatever. You know, I'm kidding. It's not but, going wrong. <laughs> no, it, honestly, I'm so excited. I think it's going to be a huge thing for us. And importantly, I'm really excited to give an additional option to the hobby, right? I mean, right now they right. only have PSA. We're also going to grade boxes, which they don't do. Yeah. Um, so it's and really going to be so exciting. Much sense. I mean, it really does. I mean, it, you know, and, and I won't get into because I don't want to spoil anything, but, you know, we have our um, investment segment and Ross has a very lengthy name for it. But, the, you know, uh, the trading card wax and packs market watch. Investor's Corner, Chris's Corner. I got to say that faster. I don't want to oh say it like God. a micro machine guy. Really? 
our, our podcast <laughs> is only two hours, but like we yeah. say titles for the whole time. Right, the, that's right. The, the it's is, only it's only two hours, really. Yeah, it's, it's all it is. And then titles. If you were if you could factor out the titles, it's only two hours. It's currently three and a half hours. So you know. But but the, the, the thing is, is latest is, episode. You you look at you look at these boxes and they sell for so much money and there's no delineation. Like like you could spend the same amount for a beat up box as you spend for a mint one, but the mint one really is more desirable. And and I like the fact that we're going to be a part of you know bringing that market to life. So that's exciting too. It's going to introduce a whole new element to the hobby, yeah. I think. Um, but let's let's move on from that. You know, the, the, we got the super collector of all super collectors, and you know, we are primarily a toy based um, uh, grading company until we kill it with our packs and boxes grading. But you know, one th one thing that I was interested to know, Joe, you know, being an admin of so many groups, um, most most of which are toys, but you, you know, there is the packs and boxes one. Do you find that? folks on different hobbies on Facebook interact differently? You know, like, do you find that the, the wax and packs guys interact differently on Facebook than someone in a toy group? Definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. And it, well, how would it, you say? Every genre of toys has different people, even though you have guys like us that collect multiple things. Yeah. You know, you get like, I'll be very honest, like, star wars i collect star wars but i kind of stay in the back because i kind of feel almost intimidated by bigger star wars collectors yeah, you know? uh, yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, i'm gonna lead a snob so yeah i get it i get um, it something like like the, the wax and pack group it, it almost seems very welcoming and friendly same thing with mm -hmm. starting line. gi yep. joe it's a different monster it's kind of like i feel kind of very show offy sometimes from some people like it's i can't explain it really and of course that's not every collector i'm just sometimes sure the general yeah but feeling yeah it. yeah every that's, every every group has a different feel it's an interesting astute observation i suspected it was that way but i think you really kind of fit, put your finger on it and and how that's different i wonder why the psychology of it is that way and certain people of a certain personality Right. gravitates towards certain things but um i think a lot of it is kind of dictated by who the admin is but you just proved that it's not necessarily that because you admin all of these groups so yeah. it's just you know you get a group with you know 100 people and you get a group with twenty thousand people yeah yeah that group of twenty thousand people it's just going to be tough to just control everything and deal with everything you know the hundred the hundred person group it's going to be like a small little family usually yeah. But yeah. those big groups are they're tough to tame sometimes. And you know, I try to run a group. I, I'm I try to be a friendly guy, I try to be a nice You are guy. a friendly guy. And that's how I want my group <laughs> to be run and be and, and everyone to enjoy themselves and have a good time. I'm all about enjoying the toys, the, the collectibles. Yeah. I'm not about, you know, showing off or what I have or right. what the person I want everyone just to come in and enjoy themselves and learn from it. And it, you know, some groups, they might not be like that. It's, it's sad, but that's just how it is. Yeah, but that's why folks will gravitate to the good groups run by people that really do care, such as yeah. yourself. And it's it's truly, really important. So I agree. And well, sometimes I wonder, too, like, you know, you look at baseball cards, and people have been collecting baseball cards since, what, the 50s, 60s, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. So you have people, you, know, you you have a hobby that is over a half a century old, right? You have Star Wars, which is, you know, been like, like 30 years back old. Back to right? Star Wars. Going back to Star Wars. Yep. Hey, you know what? <laughs> you, you missed it. Doc, Dr. Star Wars is in full effect. Last podcast. Out, yeah, Chris, Dr. Star Wars. 
Everything that Chris was mentioning had some correlation to Star Wars because he, he loves it. He loves it, which is great. Well, it's, it's my passion for collecting. That's right. But but so but the thing is, like, you look at something like starting lineups, and, and while they were popular when they were out, you know, they're they're regaining popularity now. So some of your starting lineup collectors are a lot newer, where some of your baseball card collectors have been collecting, you know, like our, our second or third generation collectors too. Sure. So I think you get a different dynamic in some of these groups. Definitely, definitely. So I was I was gonna I was gonna ask. I, we might have kind of gotten to the issue before we got there, which is great. But you know, of all the stuff that you collect, Joe, if you had to say a line, a toy line, or a type of hobby, or what have you, that you like the most, what would you say from all the thousand things? Huh? I I, I figured that was going to be your answer, so I wanted it to be the lead in. So let's talk about that again. Yeah. So talk talk about it. Why why that? Yeah. It just you know I I bought my first well actually my my stepdad bought me my first thing when I was fifteen years old. I always collected baseball cards when I was a kid. And yep. I was in a, it was 1990 and I went to a Hills department store and there was a Don Mattingly sitting there with two, with two baseball cards in there. I was like, this is great. You know? And I knew about that. I knew that I said, I saw them in the stores where I just wasn't interested. Right. And just that one day it hit me. It's like, I got to have this. And I, I bought that figure in 1990 or he bought it for me. Right. And I never looked back and I am collecting since 1990. And it's consistently, you haven't stopped since 1990. I, I mean, I might have come down, I might have, you know, downsized, I might, whatever, but I've always had at least one starting life in my collection since 1990. Wow. <laughs> well, and, you know, and for those of you who don't know, Joe did a really cool um, uh, video for us for uh, the 1988 series of starting lineups. And uh, what was, there's a lot to like about that video, but what I really struck me was for the kids that are listening to this and don't remember life without the internet, that there were kids. Dude, we have so many millenniums that listen to this podcast, by I'm the way. I'm sure, well, look. <laughs> we're no big, big in the 25 and younger, big and huge but, with millennials. But the thing was, <laughs> is that nowadays if something's rare, if something wasn't released, um, we just know about it. Like You just go on a group and find out about it. It kills me that there were some... Uh, 1988 uh, figures that were never released and that, that or were released regionally and people could never find these things. And back in the olden days, kids, um, it, it, it cracks me up that, you know, if you were a collector, you're like, well, I'm trying to find this one. And they never had it. And you can look and look and look and they will never find it. I, you know, to this day, I still get people, even with the internet, they'll, they'll message me, text me, email me, whatever the case may be. You know, Joe, we know you're a big collector, a big fan. You know, you're selling lamps. Why can't I find, you know, this certain figure? And Kenner just, you know, up until 1993, they always list the checklist on the back of the package. And it was always wrong. I mean, it was, it, there were like 1990 baseball. That checklist was so bad. Like, if you don't know anything, you're just going to beat yourself up and drive yourself <laughs> Maybe they were just messing with everyone. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah like, right? They were punking us back in the 80s. You know, so like the, you know, things changed in a year and they weren't going to go back and get new carb. I mean, again, things are a little harder to do 30 years ago, 25 years ago. Yeah. So, you know, but it, it's funny. People will still message me looking for a certain figure. I'm like, they never made it. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> this this uh. feudally. And then, then they release things like regionally. Yeah. So like, you know, here in Detroit, you know, you could find Tigers. But if, you know, you were uh, an Oakland A's fan, you wanted a Conseco McGuire. Good luck with that. Yeah. Yeah, in, unless you could get in the Sears catalog, which wasn't guaranteed because they were just a limited, not limited run, but they only got so much product. 
Um, you aren't getting those figures if you're an Oakland A's fan living in New York City. You know, you just you're, you aren't getting them. Yeah, interesting. Like, all these West Coast stars, and you like your only way to get them is if you ended up at a card show or a toy show when they happen to be there. Yep. So. Crazy. You're, I'm correct in saying that, and actually, I can see the top of your lid there. Um, you you are a fan of the Evil Empire, like uh, Mister Spinnicky, Doctor Sp- Sorry, Doctor Spinnicky. Sorry about that. Anthony Sprinkles. Yeah, I mean, don't let it happen again. No. That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, so, so does that factor into your starting lineup collecting? Your your um, passion for the Yankees? Actually, <laughs> I hate even saying this. I think the Yankees have some of the ugliest figures they ever made. Oh God! But, uh, <laughs> so what, who who in particular is uh, particularly heinous? You know, they're just boring. You know, the, the, back in you know they, there was no pinstripes back then. They couldn't. They right. didn't try to do it. You know, so there was no pinstriping. Hold on, uh, they couldn't do it. They couldn't they make it. Uh, they just they couldn't figure out how to get pinstripes on these figures. And there's actually some prototype. A friend of mine has some prototypes. They tried to pinstripe them and. They look terrible. Interesting. We They're can get awesome. a man on the moon in the 60s, but we can't paint pinstripes on a, the goddamn toy. It's true. It's Come true. on, Kenner. Yeah. yeah. But you like, know what? They should just be out of business if they can. Oh, <laughs> too, too soon? <laughs> yeah, the, the later 90s figures, they were getting they were getting better, you know, a little more detailed and stuff. And Kenner would always put the name on the backs in the, in the 80s and in early 90s, and the Yankees didn't do that. It drove me nuts that the names are on the right. back of the jerseys. Right, right. That's interesting. That's an interesting aspect. Wow. Um, go, go ahead, Chris. Are you saying? Well, no, just and, and the thing is, like, 88, 89, 90, those weren't like, the best years for the Yankees anyways, right? So, like, your early no, stuff. You know, that's a I good mean, point. So, I mean, you know, when you started getting into the, you know, once Jeter came out around, you know, and, you know um, – I'm drawing a blank on the relief pitcher, the Hall of Famer. What? Mariano Rivera? Yeah, 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 exactly. Gosh. Yeah. The Sandman. Well, you know, when he retired, Metallica played um, at his retirement, and my wife's a huge Metallica fan. So that's the one time we actually had to watch. Uh, that's awesome. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, always looking forward to when we can see another event. And, I, I, you know, one thing I wanted to talk to you about as well is, is KennerCon. And you yes. talk about that. that. I think that would be. Uh, something cool for us to go to, or other yes. people to to go to. It's around starting lineups, right? Yeah, it's related to starting. Yeah, talk yeah. about that. Um, you know, I, I started. I had one, two thousand eight, maybe. You promote it? Again. You're the guy. What's that? Do you promote it? Are you the? Yeah, yeah. Ah, I'm, that's I'm, awesome. I'm promoter. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so it was two thousand eight. I had one at a local fire hall, and I just got together just. You know some starting line collectors, and they came from Ohio, New York, New Jersey, Delaware—not crazy far. Then two years later, I did it again in a church hall, and then a couple years later, I started having them at one of my ice cream shops in the parking lot, and it, it turned out to be a great success. Um, but then COVID came, and we haven't had one now in a couple of years. But 2022, there will be. Another Are you going to do it? Spot. I'm going to do it. I, I tried to come to the, the whatever the last one was a few years ago. Well, actually, I so I did a I did a talk there. I did a talk at KennerCon about uh, the virtual one, the virtual one that you did. Sure, sure, yeah. Yeah, I did a the the, the, the about CAS at that. Right. So um, this is a cool event. It's certainly something I wanted to do. Um, so Anthony is uh, looking at me like Ross, stop talking, stop answering, no, asking no, questions. No. We're going too long, you jerk. No, this is, you're going to ruin the flow. This is lovely. I get to listen to you and not Chris. This is awesome. <laughs> why are we? Why don't we do this every month? What's going on? Wow! Here? Did I quit last time? I think 
I think I think at this point in in Josh's interview last month, Chris was on his 135th question. Um, so, but his 25th. Uh, going back to Star Wars, yeah. exactly. So, sorry for having a format, uh, you know, a plan. You know, Gosh. hey, I had I had I typed out questions which I'm looking at on my other screen while we're talking. All right, I was prepared. Uh, I was prepared. Uh, Although I could talk, I could talk about Joe Curci all day. But unfortunately, <laughs> we're going into the night, so I will I will just stop by by thanking you um, and saying, oh, you know, if the if if there's a perfect person that I could think of to um, personify our passion for collecting, which is the name of the podcast, you have you my you my friend have passion for collecting. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate more, more than all of us combined, probably. That's awesome. <laughs> I- I, At least more than Chris. At least more than Chris. Like three percent more than me. Three percent. Just you know, just, like like a marginal victory, but we'll take it. But you'll stick around. We'd love you if you if you can stick around for the uh, investors' corner. Sorry, the trading card. Oh, what did I call it? Trading card wax packs market watch. Chris's corner, investors' corner. Absolutely. Or the other way around, investors' corner, Chris's corner. <laughs> <laughs> That's like a more than a mouthful, isn't it? Or is that Joe? We were trying to come up with a name, right? We told Chris he absolutely could not name it, so I named it after him. Yeah, as it turns out, I'm not. I'm not very. Um, I I like to follow a theme, as you know, like the whole branding and yada yada. And uh, apparently, that's not how um, Ross likes to do business. No, I'm flying off the handle here, pal. (laughs) Shoot from the hip. All right. Thanks again, Joe. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Up up next is Investor's Corner, Toy Edition. Hey, folks. Welcome to Investor's Corner. This is where we talk about the most recent high-priced toy sales um, on eBay for the the past month. And actually, in this case, it was both April and May. So uh, will Optimus Prime make an appearance on the top 15 for the fourth consecutive month? Will Vintage Star Wars be shut out or at least nearly shut out again? Will Transformers continue their dominance from last episode? We'll answer these questions and more in this episode of Investor's Corner. Oh my god, I'm so excited. I know. So now that I tease it like that, it just makes it seem like who can turn it off now? You're sitting on the edge of your seats. So Every, everyone which, just turned it off right now. So no, they did not. <laughs> I, I look outstanding. I have a great lineup of toys coming up here. So really there's a lot to watch. So we will get started with um, number 15. Um, and that is uh, Mattel Masters of the Universe 1982. They call it He-Man with brown hair, also known as Savage He-Man or the Wonder Bread He-Man, mail-in exclusive. Um, it was graded a near mint plus 85 and sold as a buy it now for $5,999. So pretty rare item, a pretty cool item. And one, if um, folks, if you guys aren't very familiar with this, we talked about um, at, at a little bit of length in our last podcast. So if you want to jump back or go on YouTube and... Uh, Watch uh, Josh talk about uh, the Wonder Bread He Man. It's it's on there. So it's a it's a high price five five thousand nine ninety nine. I would think that those are in like the two to three thousand range. Maybe that's a grade for all the great chasers out there. Yeah, the, the grades. You know, the, the dark hair wore. So you know, it's just not something that you see that make right. that often. So, um, but you know, the thing is, is and. Some of our toy prices um, haven't been. I mean, like they pale in comparison to your uh, your um, sports card stuff. And these they are ones, my sports card stuff, aren't they? they, they it mine. is. Yeah, <laughs> they're all yours. 
But the thing is, is that these prices get a little bit higher. So um, this episode, so we've seen some some movement. Is that another tease, Chris? It is. Te- that te- is teases. all right. So all right. So, um, number fourteen on the list is uh, is was sold by uh, Wheeljack's Lab. As as Ross likes to point out, they buy toys. They buy. They <laughs> sure do. They sure do. Mister. For those of you, yeah, for those of you who aren't watching, um, anything that is sold by Wheeljack's Toys, um, he has a little ruler on each one, and it says Wheeljack's Labs. We buy toys on every single picture, so that way you're aware. In case you're wondering who might want to buy toys, Wheeljack's Lab does in fact do that. Mister um, Wheeljack. Yes. <laughs> so uh, number fourteen on this list is a GI Joe item. It is Hasbro GI Joe Series Four. 36-back snake eyes with timber, graded near mint plus 90, and that's not an old grade. That's a newer grade. It went for a buy-it-now of $6,000. Joe, what do, you th- what do you think about that for version 2 snake eyes, six grand? Would you would you buy that? I wouldn't buy that, no. <laughs> um, but that that's great to hear. I mean, that's, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. I- I think with some of these things, it's like, you know, people can't get into the, the Series 1 stuff, so they're, they're just getting whatever they can, and it's kind of driving up the prices, you know? It's like a second-year mantle, you know, kind of. Yeah. I, come, I, look, I wolf. think it does. It does. I Look, I think I think the, the version 2 Snake Eyes has gone up a lot over the last few years. Um, I, you know, I think it's because people can't get version one. It's way too expensive, but look, this is six grand and it's a 90. So that, that certainly yeah. kind of impacts the, the price. Uh, some of you may see that my daughters are walking in the background. Hello. Out, 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 out. There you there. go. <laughs> Troublemakers. They're thinking I'm not seeing them, but, um, and I'd say '90s in the, the um in the toy market is almost like a BGS ten black right black label. I mean it's there there it's very hard in '80s toys to get something that that's great to '90. Yep, yep. So, um, so yeah, that's uh that, that's our first of a uh, little bit of a spoiler um multiple GI Joe items. Mm. Um, next one is also something we talked about um on the last podcast and very very interesting piece number thirteen is a Leo. Masters of the Universe, um, 1993 12-back He-Man. Um, it's graded 40%, which is uh, one of the grading companies actually uses the percentage. Um, it was a buy it now and sold for $6,200. Now, for those of you who don't know Leo, Leo is actually a company that is perhaps a subsidiary of, um, of Mattel, but sold uh, these toys in India. And if you can imagine, um, to find anything mint on card that came out of India from the 80s, or 90s in this case, tough. very hard to do. Very tough. And uh, and, and Joe Curcio mentioned that, you know, when you, you come to some of the stuff, I mean, there's paint variations that are unique to India. There are sculpting variations. That, that was Josh, not Joe. You said Joe. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, Josh Van Pelt from last. Sorry, sorry. What do you Joe. think? All our guests are the same, Chris? Yeah, well, yeah, I, as it turns out, I'm, I'm really not. I have zero broadcast experience, and uh, if I just can't call everybody Joe, it's like, hey, Joe, what's going on? You know, it just becomes like my little, you know, thing. So, so yeah, so that, that's where we are with that, smarty pants. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, very, very rare piece, and sixty-two hundred dollars for a forty um, kind of tells you speaks a little bit to how rare it is. 
Uh, number 12 is, uh, this is, I'll, I'll say officially the second time one of these has appeared on our, um, our investor's corner. But the first one was sort of a suspicious one, suspicious uh, price. This one's a little bit more in league with uh, what we would expect. Number 12 is a Kenner Star Wars 1978 early bird set, including the loop with double telescoping saber, graded EX plus 70, and sold for a buy it now of 6700 I think that's a pretty good price. For seventy, I don't know. It seems seems to be a little high. No, I don't know. What, Maybe what, what, what's a loot worth just on its own? I mean, you know, and the seventy. Um, I didn't break it down, but I think a lot of the seventy is the box grade. And and yeah, you actually okay. you owned one too, right? That that, that was a seventy. Out, it got nailed for a box grade. Was that Ross had one? For those of you who don't know, um. The, the really cool thing about it is it looked really beautiful. And on the back of the box, somebody wrote, what, Star Wars guys or something on it? Star Wars guys. That's awesome. That's, <laughs> like in big that, black magic marker. That's the best that's part of that piece. That's yeah. Really I sold it. I sold it, which I shouldn't have done. But um, I needed money for something else. So that's a, It happens. But that to, was actually, to support my wax and packs hobby. I think that's there what you it go. was. That's <laughs> well, what it was. I, and you know you ended up getting that at the same Hakes auction that I got my um, my Anakin from, and that's one of those. If you're a collector, you know it's worth it to um, when they put out those those big money auctions. There's a lot of uh, nice items that sometimes are low hanging fruit when you get collectors that are spending um, big bucks on some of the really really big items, and some of these you know items that typically sell for a big a lot of money will fall through the cracks. And that was my Anakin was the same thing. I, I the what I ended up getting that for was like. Almost, uh, it's it, it's was a great price. We'll Say what the price was, Christopher. Under four thousand dollars for uh, Ooh, what grade? What was the grade? Seventy. It's pretty so, good. Wow. Yeah, pretty good. Bubble, bubble was a, a sixty, so a, a crack that I couldn't see. But I mean, honestly, really, I mean, I, I've seen the exact same one sell for nine. Same grade, you know. It just, but. Just to give, uh, just to give folks perspective, the uh, the market, the market watch, the uh, investors corners that we did with uh, Mike Havens. I guess that was in March. It was the February eBay list. There was a uh, eighty five uh, early bird, also a DT Luke, uh, sold for fourteen grand. Now this was a uh, eighty five. So you see the, the difference in grade, right? It's almost almost double, right. more than double. Now that's like, I'm gonna that's say like grading guys, companies are awesome. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So um, number eleven is a Mattel Hot Wheels Red Lines, 1971 old 442 colored blue um, mint on card. It's ungraded. Sold in an open auction for seven thousand one hundred dollars. Um, the colors matter on this one. Blue is a rarer color. There was actually a purple one that looked um, pretty similar that sold in like the five thousand range. In fact, when I put this list together, there was a lot of really cool five thousand dollar items that just didn't quite make the list because toys I think are up overall. So, um, but blue is one of the rarer colors and really sharp car for being from nineteen seventy one. Um, and whoever bought this, um, <clears throat> there's a grading company that you might want to uh, protect that investment with because. That was a hefty price for something that's sitting um, ungraded, probably on your shelf. FYI, Joe, you you collect a thousand things. Have you ever uh, collected Hot Wheels? I don't even look at them. No, thank you. No, not into it. Not, not into it at all. Yeah, we we don't get a ton of it into grade, but we have gotten some 
Um, but you know, the one thing about those, those cars rattle around inside, um, the bubble and those bubbles can be fragile. Um, it would be great if someone at CES could come up with a solution to properly protect that bubble, Chris. Should that person stop doing what he's doing and do that? Like, you know, it just, it just says, it's up to you, boss. I mean, you know. I love. I do love when you call me boss. Right. <laughs> What's I up do. there, boss? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, but yes, um, that is something that uh, CAS is looking into because as the older these things get, um, nobody wants to see them get damaged. And uh, there is a solution um, that we're we're definitely working on, and I'm excited to uh, be a part of that for sure. Um, so, uh, number ten and eleven are actually the exact same type of item just different grades different setup um so number 10 is i put down kenner lily letty because lily letty was a company uh, based in mexico that um, worked on behalf of kenner um, but this is actually a lily letty product um star wars boba fett with removable rocket um and it's graded with a lily letty card back uh, ex60 so excellent 60 um it's sold for in a buy it now price of seven thousand $749.99. Um, for those of you that are aware of the rocket firing Boba Fett, this is not it. This is actually a different item. Um, this was sold in um, in Mexico, but they didn't glue in the rocket. So the rocket comes in and out, but it doesn't fire like the, um, the really expensive one. But as you can tell by the price, a uh, very rare piece. Not a fan of the setup on this one, for those of you who can see the picture. Um, uh, CAS. I think, that, I think that was done by the other guys. It was, and 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 I and I I try not to say anything negative about other companies uh, because everybody does a really good job. But what this particular company does is they'll grade the figure and then they'll put the card back in the case, but they're like separate. And it just, mm. it's like like that figure needs to be over that that uh, card back, and it's something that CAS specializes in. And I look at this and thinking. Folks, they, you, you sent this one to the wrong company because, uh, you know, that, that that card back alone. So for those of you who don't know about Lily Letty, you know, Gotta they show it in the show. Here you go in real time there. Look at that. Lily Letty. That is Ooh. not a that is not a mint on card figure there. Right. So that Are is, you it looks like a mint on card figure. It does, right. It's an optical illusion yeah. done well, by the magicians at CAS or should I say acrylic masters. So. I, I don't know if I'm blowing up your spot here, Joe Curcio, but I, I think you had one of the my favorites that we've ever done, which was what? It was a stormtrooper. Yeah, nice. that's a cool, cool piece. Cool, cool piece. Yeah, while ago, yeah. Yeah, you, so, dude, I remember. I, I, we get tens of thousands of items, but I remember that. I remember that. That's I love that. It's one of my favorite <clears throat> things in my collection. Yeah, it is a badass piece. And for those people that, that can't see or don't know about Lily Letty, um, the the ones that were made in Mexico, I just say like the card backs had more of, I'd say like the grocery store action figure sort of quality to it, right? So the back of these cards were not color. They were black and white. Um, they were either yeah. black with white figures or they were gray with black figures. Um, and the card backs themselves can sell for a ton of money. 
right? So yeah. this the, this Boba Fett card back is probably a, a $1,200 card back. I was going to say $1,200, $1, yeah. Yeah. So, so you know, and it's cool and it's rare and it's cool to see them together. And like, you know, like we're talking about with Joe, I mean, when you put them together, um, it looks like it's a mint on card. But so that Boba Fett that's $7,000 as is loose with a card back is probably a $20,000 figure mint on card. They're that rare. They're that hard to find. So, um, so, uh, but now, so number, that was number 10. Number 11 is the exact same figure rated without the card back, but a near mint 75. So it's a Lily Letty Boba Fett with removable rocket, um, graded a loose near mint 75. And that one sold for a buy it now for $7,999. So, you know, you got a more mint figure, but not have the card back. And I would way much rather have the card back because that looks awesome. Yeah, just like my comment on these, I you know it it wasn't that long ago that the um, Lily Letty removable rocket fat was like two grand, and like it wasn't that long ago. It was like a couple years ago, and within the last few years, maybe it's maybe it's kind of coincided with the tremendous rise in the rocket firing variety, and you right. know those going to like a hundred thousand plus all day. Um, this is kind of the next best thing you can have. Well, and plus I think. You know, more advanced collectors now have discovered Lily Letty. And really, if you look at vintage Star Wars, Lily Letty um, just is starkly different. I mean, like the variations from that product line, you know, going like the, the you know, the burgundy cape uh, by Bib Fortuna, the removable, uh, um, we call it uh, hat, hat, but hood, uh, Jawa, you know. <laughs> And all, all those cool figures that they have that are just like the Han Trench coat is one of the coolest ones because it's like a wicker coat. It's like so different that 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 toy line everything is so different and being boba fett having him being like just the king of all star wars figures to actually have removable rocket you know just kind of is icing on the lily letty cake in my opinion uh, how is a lily letty cake um, have you ever had one it's like yeah it's uh trace leche it's actually really good <laughs> trace leche that's good good answer good answer I love Mexican. Tina loves Mexican food, so yeah, that's one of our favorite desserts. So yum yum. <laughs> um, number eight is actually kind of cool. Something that I learned about um, from Josh Van Pelt's um, uh, uh, his video, his uh, five facts about uh, twelve backs. So it is a Mattel Masters of the Universe 1981 eight back, and I. It's a test market version, so there's mm. no warranty, and it's it's not graded. It's sold for a buy it now of eight thousand five hundred dollars, and I don't know whether that's a good price or a bad price, but I, I wonder if if when that popped up, if somebody noticed it was the test market one and just was like buy it now because, you know, Josh said those are extremely rare, and I don't know what he has in his collection, <clears> but <throat> when he did his five facts, he only he was only showing the card back with no figure on the front, so I would imagine they're very hard to find. So. Um, and I, I, I wish I could confirm that fact, but it's probably true. It's probably true. I just don't know the, the, the test market ones. I don't know about each of those early figures, which one's harder to get or not. I'm just not sure. But, and interestingly enough, the Stratos does not have the blue beard. And I'm not sure when that one came into play. Um, so it's, it's a, not that version of it, but, um, yeah, I, I saw that. I'm like, because I looked, um, there was there's another eight back spoiler alert coming up in the list. And I'm like, wait a second, the figures are in different areas. And I went back and rewatched that segment of the video. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is a um, this is a test market version. And so, you know, I, I wonder if the buyer of this was pleasantly surprised when that just pops up on the market. 
and it has a price sticker on it, so I've, it means that they were um, at least sold at retail. So I, I love when you see something that's older like that, like the um, going back to Star Wars, the uh, <laughs> the white footer twelve backs, right? When you see them with uh, price stickers on them, which at least implies that somehow some stores got a hold of those things and they actually, uh, you know, got to retail. So going to number seven is actually a really really cool item. It is a Jax 2005 WWF um, Ric Flair. It's an employee edition. Ooh, ooh. Sorry. <laughs> couldn't, couldn't resist. It's all right. Uh, it's the employee edition, and it's numbered to 25. It sold in an open auction for $9,100. So this is a slightly more, 2005, slightly more modern version of this, uh, of a figure, but it was only made for employees. And I, the, the picture of this thing, like the back shows all the, the tooling and all that that they did on his very, very um, articulate outfit or his, his jacket. And it just looks outstanding. And it's numbered to 25. Um, I, I'll bet you this is, I, I know sometimes people hate to use Grail, Josh. Um, but, whoa, this has got to be a Grail when there's only 25 of them and it's that cool. Did you guys see the 30 for 30 on Ric Flair? No. ESPN 30 for 30. Watch it. It's fantastic. He was, it was just about, and I know we're trying to keep it brief, but he was, he was Ric Flair in real life. It was, and I think, I think that happened with Macho Man too, that they were in character so much that they eventually became that character. (laughs) Became that person. Yeah. 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 I'm interested. I've seen uh, Jake the Snake is going to be at Ultracon and uh, he's going to be interesting to meet. So that's going to be kind of cool. That's cool. Yeah. So, um, and another thing that we, this is, this would have been the episode like for Josh Van Pelt, right? But number six is, um, Mattel masters of the universe, 1983, he-man and battle cat two pack, um, mint and seals box. It's not graded. Um, whoever owns it, I do know a grading company that will take care of that for you. Uh, it was sold out of Australia for Australian $12,500 as a buy it now, which translates to $9,668. And this is really cool because we talked about how these double packs are super rare and super, super desirable. And boy, this has got to be a really, really cool one if you have both He-Man and Battle Cat. And now that Netflix has announced their uh, animated series, this is going to be something that uh, you might want to watch with great interest. Yeah, I don't going back. Go back to I, Star Wars. <laughs> I don't know that the, the gifts, the He-Man Battle Cat gift set is the rarer of, of those. I'm surprised to see such a high price on that. It must, it's hard to tell from the pick. It must be in pretty good condition to achieve that kind of price. So this isn't, so Masters is not my forte. Yeah. I know Josh was mentioning something about like the, um, ah, oh, shoot. And I cannot think of the Stridor and, uh, I don't know if it came with a He-Man or a Skeletor. I don't know. The, the Stridor and uh, Fisto. Fisto, okay. Um, it was like was one of the the super super rare ones, but it's the, the combination of some sort of a beast and a, a figure that makes that are the rare gift sets, right? Am I getting that right? Maybe. Perhaps. Maybe. We'll just say it is. Yes. Yes. It well, is. You're correct. Well, considering Dr. what it's Star Wars strikes again. Well. It- Considering what it sold for, I'm going to have to guess that somebody thought it was worth a pretty penny because it got got at least got two up people. There. At least two people thought it was that rare. It was a buy it now, so actually only <laughs> only one person had to think it. What was a buy it now? All right, that yeah, guy's so. a schmuck. Yeah. <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna go by with some schmucky guy that that's overpaying for this piece. Cool. Well, so yeah. if that person underpaid, number uh, overpaid, I think number five was one that boy. I wish I would have saw this one. Oh, this is. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. 
I, I was, man. T- today's market, this was a friggin' gift. So number five is uh, Kenner Star Wars 12-back A and B, um, set of 10 of the 12 figures. So it's missing the Jawa and the Stormtrooper. Uh, most are unpunched. Most are A-backs. And, well, I mean, I, I would bet that the breakup value of this is almost double. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well, are they goodness. in good shape? Did you, did you recall if they're in good yeah, condition? They're, they're in pretty good shape. A lot of yeah. them are unpunched. And then, like, the A-back kind of matters. So Kind of matters. It, well, it does, well, it has a big effect. In fact, there's one figure that probably would have been on the list, except for the fact that um, the software that I used to, to determine what something sold for on a best offer um, wasn't working. But uh, there was a CAS-graded Death Squad Commander, which of the 12-backs, I would say he's probably the least interesting, right? Um, and I believe, if I recall, I think a 12A-graded CAS-85, unpunched, no price sticker. Um, it had a, uh, they were asking nine. I think it sold for 6000 because it's an A-back. Yeah. But it didn't Woo. make the list because of, of that soft, the software glitch. But- Five five thousand of that is the CES grade, I would think at least. Yeah. You well, know, the at eighty five and the fact that yeah, you know, CES, you know, yeah. but- Wait, was this lot graded or no? They were all it, ungraded. All, no, they're all ungraded. It just looks like yeah. somebody found them in a closet. But I mean, just oh my goodness! I mean, just they were. I would bet they're all seventy fives or better. And uh, yikes! Yeah, definitely one that if I would have saw, I would have. Uh, there would have be at least three bids on that one. Let's put it that way, because Yowza, that would have been some some nice pieces. So the ones that got away. <laughs> uh, and talk about um, something that has just skyrocketed in value. Number four, um, Kenner Star Wars droids. Um, so the droids card back. Boba Fett graded um, Y EX plus seventy. Sold in an open auction, meaning it got thirty five bids and went for. Canadian money $12,998, US money $10,774. I remember when $1,500 was a lot for this figure. Yowza. That's a stupid price. Sorry. You know what? I tell you, there was a guy on on Deal or No Deal that you know had put it out there and was yeah. it was getting a lot of traffic. I won, I think that was a 60. So, you know, Boba Fett's hot um and it is a cool unique figure. The uh, yeah, 30, I mean, look, I, I guess nothing surprises me. I see people in in like the I, ICCC um, auction group paying three, four hundred bucks for loose uh, Power of the Force figures, the common ones, you know, like craziness. Yeah, Market's well, crazy. And that's sort of the point of this entire segment, right, is to track the market and, yeah. you know, to see where these trends are going. And, I mean, you know, if if we want to – if we're going to talk about, you know, Joe Kushner – Joe mentioned that you know the sports card market is softening a little bit. Definitely not happening in the, the action figure market because this is one that is just ballooned in price. So uh, yeah, ten grand, almost eleven grand for for that Boba Fett. And, whew, wish I had one of those. Um, number three is actually uh, Skeletor. It, Skeletor's third time on a. Uh, on our investors corner. So it is a Mattel masters of the universe series one, eight back Skeletor. Um, this one has, um, full painted boots, which I didn't know that the eight backs did. So apparently this does. Um, it has a clear bubble with warranty and is graded a CAS 80 and sold for a buy it now of $10,995. 
And the one thing that stands out about this is that bubble is just <coughs> crystal. Whoo! Crystal you can, clear. You can see your future in it. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Man, it is a beauty. It, again, I the, the the we talked about this in with the prior sales of the eight backs. Finding them with the clear bubbles like that, that nice. It's hard for Skeletor. I mean, Skeletor and He-Man are the top, top, top ones. It's a nice grade. Beautiful, beautiful case. And and if, if you know the like I mentioned that uh, that we've had other ones on there, um, and I don't know what I did. I had it written down somewhere. But well, uh, there, there's one in February. It was okay, a, it was the same thing. It was with the warranty, right? So that would be the G two. It went for fifty one oh five. But there was also one that was uh, and graded. it was seven, and it was a seventy five yellow bubble. So yep. that's probably the big discrepancy. And I think the week the, the the one before, so two two months ago, there was one that was graded by. Uh, by AFA that actually sold for like a thousand dollars less. So it just kind of lets you know. Um, I think honestly, I think CAS. Um, Who's AFA? A, it's well the other guys. The, but <laughs> but CAS I, I think has a has a good um, a good grip on this market because we do the loose figures and the other guys don't right so got the got the market in our hands well i think you know if you're gonna if you have loose and carded there's only one fit one company that will do both right what company is that christopher collector archive services that's right passion for collecting presented by cas so but boy eleven thousand dollars for this that is a absolutely gorgeous piece congratulations to whoever i was able to 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 bring that into their collection because man when when you see usually see yellow bubbles and you see it clear like that, there's no mistake in it. <laughs> it's outstanding. It's so sexy. So yeah, uh, almost as sexy as Ross. Just saying. Hey, just about. I've been, just about. I've been growing out my hair these days. <laughs> oh, he's got that Fabio look going on. It's outstanding. Hold on, hold on. There you go. <laughs> hot stuff. <laughs> Smoking hot. <laughs> All right, uh, All number that. Moving on, <laughs> number two is uh, Hasbro GI Joe Series Two, twenty back Despro, Despro, Destro, graded mint ninety five. But this is an old grade with no subgrades, and that not to knock anything, but that's just you know, I, over the years, uh, you know, um, companies change their standards a little bit, and uh, to get a ninety five now is almost impossible, right? But this sold in an open auction and it had 32 bids. So a lot of people liked it, you know, in, in spite of the fact that it's an older bid or older uh, label and it sold for $11,099. So Joe, what, uh, you, th- how did you come up with the money to buy that? That's, that's well, you know, wow. a lot of banana splits. <laughs> <laughs> He's been only doing one banana for banana. Oh, I guess there's always one banana. For- I sold 15,000 banana splits to get my, my, Old grade Destro 95 that would grade an 80 now, but some fool paid that amount of money for it. God bless him. I I hope the people that are big, they had 32 bids. I hope the people that are bidding on this, you know, I've always told people, you know, you're buying the figure, not the grade. So look at what you're buying. And, And not that this is in bad condition by any means. But the standards have changed significantly. So, you know, if you if you're. Ross said it really could be an 80, 85, you know, and that may affect 
that see, see, you say that you hope that they know what they were getting. I, I hope that they get something that's not that great. Because if they didn't do their homework about what that grade meant and they were willing to fork out twelve grand, they deserve to get burned, man. I, no, I always want people to be happy. Why are you that's so true. mean? I'm you're not, so yeah. mean. It's true. I'm being mean. I'm being mean. <laughs> yeah, Rob No, Chris you're right. <laughs> but, I mean, it, it is a great piece. And it looks like it's in really, really good condition. It just, you know, if, if for some reason um, you know, that case got got cracked and you sent it back in to get regraded it's not coming back with 95 no no sir that right now no sir i, I don't care who you're sending it to it's not coming back with 95 it'll come actually you could pay cas to grade it at 95 pay us 10 grand well i'll grade it at 95 that's fine what? I, sorry no. did i say that i'm is this this is a live podcast now well, also yeah and, and uh, folks no i got no, no, i gotta edit that out now ross come on man yeah no way are we gonna do that so. i got enough work to do over here come on uh. Uh, so okay, number one, number one on the list. Uh, GI Joe finishes strong. Se- uh, Snake Eyes with his second appearance on this list. Um, Hasbro GI Joe Series Two Twenty Back. Snake Eyes with the Explosion Back, um, and uh, it sold for uh, mint plus ninety um, in, in an open auction for twelve thousand nine hundred dollars. And this is not an old grade. It is unpunched. It has no price tag. I mean, basically, if you're looking for um, a Snake Eyes, this is probably one one of the best ones on the planet. And, yeah. Uh, woo, yeah. Gorgeous, gorgeous. I mean, I mean, you mm. could buy a jet ski for that money, but wow. <laughs> I honestly, I think that one's worth it. For what it is that you know, probably the top carded figure you can get. Well, the top carded figure. You can Going get back in, to Star Wars, he's the Boba Fett of GI Joe. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> um, you know, he's the most desirable GI Joe figure. Most people would say so. Um, you know, in a high, high grade, as you said, unpunched. You know, no it still just her. it just amazes me that a figure that old can be in that condition. Um, it still amazes me. I know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, who kept? I mean, who kept these things that nice? I mean, I, I can't keep things I bought yesterday that nice, but you know. Last month, uh, we, we had a Cobra Commander explosion back, and you, Ross, you mentioned that's probably a little uh, rarer variety of carded figure for GI Joe, right? The explosion. Do you back. know that? Do you know that, Joe? Do you know yeah. if the? Yeah, I would think that the Coco is a little. I think it's rarer yeah, than the, the. Very desirable. I mean, I, yeah. I personally think he's the most desirable figure. Yeah, yeah. I, people, a lot of people would say that too, for sure. But how about the explosion back? Does that make that more uh, desirable? Yes. Rarer? Yes. Okay. Definitely. Definitely. Just a rarer card back, one that wasn't out very very long? Yeah, they did that in the, the, 80, the 87, they had the explosion backs, and then in 83, they had the explosion backs. They were very rare for whatever okay. reason. Yeah. Yeah, I just, you know. Going back, think, going back to Star Wars. Um, Cardbacks do matter, but oftentimes Doctor Star Wars. Here I am. That's the guy. But the I mean, doctor. like, but you don't see that, <laughs> right? Doctor, unless the doctor's um, in. <laughs> doctor in the house, and, 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 and I'm probably the least educated person in this room. But I'm Doctor Star Wars. Yeah, it's like I, I, I was Edu- Education and intelligence are two different things. You're uh, one of the smarter totally. people I know. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I watch a lot of YouTube videos. That's where I get all my information. Yeah. So, but but the thing is, is that with Usually a debut back is what drives the value in Star Wars, um, unless like something super rare like a twenty back R two that is like four or five in the world. These were sort of mass produced, but just are in the GI Joe realm. Just happen to be what I'm just super desirable because they're cool. I mean, what what drives it? I, I personally I think it's cool. Uh, you know, it's, it's an early card back before the pictures were released of the actual figures coming out. 
Um, I think it's cool. I think it's cool. Okay. Yeah. I think there's certain ones, too, that are unproduced, if I recall. I wish I could remember which ones, but there's certain of the earlier figures that are un, unproduced on that, if I recall, or just or maybe just in, exceedingly difficult to find. Um, I wish I knew which ones those were. I should have looked at your investor's corner before and came up with that information. Well, you know what? People <laughs> Andy, can comment. This is where you edit it in and throw it in. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll do it. Just, I'm just, just send me the more video later. I'll, or, I'll put it in there for you. Don't or worry. we yeah. we can actually give a little bit of uh, audience interaction and uh, post your answers in the yeah, comments. Put the below. comments below, so. Chris. I'll tell you this, guys. So uh, you've been you've been tracking this since January. Our first uh, investors' corner was was technically the uh, sales from January. So. These two, number two and number one, are the highest selling G.I. Joe items of the year. Okay. And again, just I just think the toy market, you know, it, going back to Star Wars, um, you know, you, you don't going see a lot of- Star Wars. We got to have <laughs> Chris, we got to have a Chris so. theme song. Yeah. Right. <laughs> going back to Star Wars. But, but, you know, people were pointing out prices and I do this, this list at Investor's Corner. I'm like, well, I'm not seeing, you know, super crazy high prices for Star Wars stuff. But you're seeing a lot of these mid-range stuff that used to be like like two and $300 and all like $700, $800, $1,000. Yeah. Whoa. So a lot of like your mid-range stuff has skyrocketed. So, yep. you know, that's just, and that's the state of the market. And that's why we do this. So, but that brings us to the end of Investor's Corner. This episode featured five Masters of the Universe characters, five vintage Star Wars. So Star Wars made a comeback. Um, three G.I. Joes, two of which were um, number one and number two, one Hot Wheels and one super sweet Ric Flair WWE character. So that is um, Investor's Corner for June 2021. And uh, stay tuned next for Ross. You say the title. I don't even I don't even Chris. You don't remember this. I don't. <laughs> it just rolls off the tongue. It what rolls are you talking right about? off the tongue. It's the trading card wax and packs investors. No market. Damn it. Oh! All right. I'm going to do it again. Bam. Roll back. It's the trading <laughs> card, Wax and Packs, Market Watch, Investor's Corner, Chris's Corner. Duh. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> All right, guys. Welcome back to the trading card, Wax and Packs, Market Watch, Investor's Corner, Chris's Corner. I said it. I said it. I said it, and I didn't mess up. Perfect. Love it. Love the it. The longest name for the long, hopefully the not the longest feature, but a wonderful feature. I have to say quickly. So we did the inaugural trading card, wax and packs, market watch, investors corner, Chris's corner. I'm gonna say it like that. I don't want to get like the market micro machines guy when I say it to get <laughs> through it. But um, we did our first one last month, and Ta-da-da. Anthony doing great as always turned it uh. into a video as we as we do on our segments. And look, we've we've been doing our YouTube channel um, for the better part of over a year now, right? Yeah. About a year. It's been seriously. Uh, yeah, our, and, our first video was like April of 2020. So a year and a couple of months. Yeah. You know, just putting out great content, great collector's corners, great, uh, you know, collector 101 thing. But what do we call that? The collecting one ones, yeah. collecting one yeah. ones, yeah. collecting one ones. Five facts about twelve backs. Blue snaggle tooth. The best feature I think was the starting lineup one in particular. Yeah, um, great one. Awesome. And you know, I, I personally was a little dismayed on some of them because they're so good, and I would expect all of them to go viral and hun- have hundreds of thousands of views. But typically, we'll get you know three to five hundred. Within the first month or two, which is which is great, and still a lot of people yeah, are seeing it. Yeah, we're a growing channel. It. That's typical. 
Yeah, but. very, very, very good. And I think before this one hit, our highest view was the blue snaggletooth about 1100 to 1200 if i if i recall maybe it was around 1100 and it's almost a year old it took that long to get there <laughs> right. it sucks it sucks you know it's <laughs> so we we anthony <laughs> anthony good. turned this one into a video and we put it on and in the first day or so it didn't it was about the same as the other ones it was kind of plum plowing along and then at the end of that first day or the beginning of the second it was at 1500 views and we're like whoa <laughs> We're what happened here? <laughs> and it honestly, it was like a rocket ship, just views Unreal. and views and views and views and views. And you know, Anthony, Chris, and I are, are texting each other as it's going. We're like, "Can we hit ten thousand? Blow past ten thousand. Blow past fifteen thousand. We go to sleep one night, think it's going to hit twenty. The next morning is twenty-five thousand. This thing landed, and finally, it started to trickle down. It's sixty-five thousand. Wow. <laughs> yeah, unbelievable. I, Unreal. Like, like we try to text each other every thousand and we couldn't keep up. Yeah. Like right. if you lose track, all of a sudden we're up five five thousand more. It was unreal. Like, it was one awesome. of the most exciting days ever. Especially awesome. the second day, because the first day ended at ten thousand, which was we were so geek geeked, right? And then the second day ended at like at like fifty thousand. So like the second day was like a forty thousand, you know. Like it every time you mm. look, it would go up a thousand, you know, it was like we wow. could watch it. We could watch it in real time. It was like watching the stock market. Yeah, yes. like we just saw it Which climb and climb and climb. It was awesome. The most amazing part is that I think Joe Curcio was twenty thousand of those sixty-five thousand views. <laughs> and we, and we thank you for we that. Loved we the video so much. We loved it so much. <laughs> thank you, Joe. Anytime. So, so in the interest, <laughs> in the interest of if you find success, you need to replicate that success. Yeah. So my version of the trading card. Damn it! I can't say. It. Right. I can't we do it. we did not Whenever come up with this title for any like not to, for keywords. This is Ross being Ross. So this That's is just right. Ross just trying to. Yeah, just... It's just so stupid. It's so stupid. <laughs> so I just did the exact same thing. I'm just going to go over the exact same list that I did last month for the exact same sales. Right? That's what we should do. You replicate it. No, we'll I change the title around. A I didn't bit. do that. But I I I messed. So last last month we did sports and non sports full boxes and that was it just the value on those right. so this month you know since we're also grading um unopened packs as well i expanded a little bit instead of doing a top 10 for the boxes which would make this a top 10 for sports and non-sports and then packs sport you know sports and non-sports i did a top five for sports boxes um and then a top three for non-sports boxes and each of the sports and non-sports sports packs and I think so that's a good that's a, a kind is of that a nice little, way to slice it well, you know what yeah. everybody and everybody and their brother right now is talking about sports card singles nobody's talking about boxes nobody's yeah. talking about or packs, packs. Well, yeah. yeah but at the same time too there's a lot of sales a lot of very high value sales oh, yeah. they're out there um yeah. so it's certainly happening and i think a lot of the people that are buying them could be doing them to break them and and do the individual cards so that's consistent with what you're saying chris but some of these are the values are so high i'd be surprised if it's being broken up but Without further ado, let's get into it. Now, you know, there's a lot of cool highlights there. I, I should have previewed it at the beginning. Maybe maybe that would have been a better way, but we can do a tease. We're going to see more on the Michael Jordan, uh, and not the rookie card, but the sticker um, from 86 Fleer makes an appearance. We're going to talk about the LeBron rookie card again, which we did last month. We're going to talk about the Dwayne Wade rookie card um, appearing in, in one of the boxes and the Mickey Mantle. 
the Mickey Mantle, the Mickey. 1952. So um, we got a lot of interesting stuff. I'm going to get to it. So we're going to start with the top five sports full boxes. Oh, and Anthony, look, look, look what I got. I have a printout. Oh, there you go. Uh, See? Uh, analog. Analog. Yeah. See, I'm looking. Who's I'm looking on my screen now. It's rocking. It's rocking in his house, so we are good to go. <laughs> I'm looking at my screen, so I can't see any of you bozos right now. So I'm gonna I'm gonna get to it. So the top five sports full boxes coming in at number five is a 2017 Bowman baseball hobby jumbo box case, factory sealed. Um, actually, is this no? This is yeah. This is not the. I don't think this is the full case. It's just one. Just one box. Yeah. Yeah, just one box. It's a jumbo, it's a, but oh right. Came in at twenty thousand seven forty nine, right? So this this one is factory sealed. We talked about ba- baseball card exchange wrapped. Um, this is not baseball card or uh, any of the other third party authentication companies like RVP. It's not wrapped by them. Um, the interesting thing about this box, it says that there are three autograph cards per box. So those are kind of what people are going after. Um, and you know, as I did the last time. To give some context about how these prices are achieved, you know, you kind of look to what some of the key cards in the box are. The the key one in this is the blue refractor, Ronald Asuna. Did I said that right? No, Acuna. Acuna. Yeah, Acuna. Acuna. Um, he is really hot right now. Yeah. Um, see, I haven't watched baseball as much the last couple of years since I moved to to Philly, um, the Philly area. I I can't watch the Indians who are my team, so I'm I'm a little out of, of, out of some touch. of the players yeah. who are at the top over the last two three years. But um, so he his his PSA at a PSA ten, he was sixteen thousand nine hundred was the top sale. Which actually, considering what the box sold for, um, I mean, that's actually more than what if, if you got that figure. You know what? It's got to be the of a case because if you if you got that one card, it doesn't even pay back the box. Yeah, it's it's got to it's got to be the case. Now that yeah. I'm looking, it says back eight, eight box case. No, it is a case. Okay. Jeez, you know, and actually, I'm sorry about that. I screwed it up. I'm already I'm already messing this up. Right, sixty-five thousand views. Now I'm gonna have sixty-five views, maybe, because I'm, I'm doing such a <laughs> terrible it. job. Like, wow, terrible job. I'll but, edit um, it out. Don't worry, man. I'll take care of you. Whew. <laughs> All right. All right. Saved by the editor. Moving on. Moving on. So that's number five. Um, number four. This is an interesting one, and I, I think. If I recall, I think the rest of these are all basketball, or there's a lot of basketball that appears here. Basketball, basketball is cards. yeah, is is, is really raining sports cards right now. Yeah. Yep, yep. So this is this is one I hadn't seen before. Um, it's the 2018 to 19 National Treasures basketball sealed box. Again, this one's factory sealed, not wrapped by Baseball Card Exchange, RVP, etc. Um, the interesting thing on this is it's a the the top card. Is a Luka Doncic um, rookie card. It has a, a patch, like a patch of their um, of their jersey. It looks like it's called an RPA rookie patch auto. That's and, and that is National Treasures is sort of mm-hmm. known for their RPAs. There you go. There you go. Yeah. So this is the the top sale that I was able to find was a Beckett nine point five um, at two hundred twenty six thousand six hundred, which you know the. The box was twenty three thousand six hundred. That's that's well, a hefty price. This that's was a another hefty price. case, wasn't it? Um, 
I don't see. Okay, so this is Na- a box. Okay. No, this is just a box. So National Treasures is Joe. Do you know about National Treasures? Uh, a little bit, not much. Oh, don't they come in like a briefcase or something? Yeah. So that so they, they come in a a a sealed wooden box. Okay. Right. You get a box, a, a wooden box, and you open it up. And people always talk about when you open it up, it makes this popping sound, like it's the the, the National Treasures sound when you open it, right? And then you open this up, and for twenty eight thousand dollars, you get a pack. A single pack of 10 cards, right? It's usually two base cards, um, and then the rest are hits one way or the other, whether it be patches or um, sign cards or, um, in this case, like RPAs. And uh, and then RPAs typically are numbered to 100, but then there's parallels. So I don't know that the $225,000 Luka Doncic could have been like a parallel number to 25 or a parallel number to 10 or a parallel number to five. What do you mean by looks, parallel number? What do you so, mean okay, parallel? So, okay. Uh, so, uh, 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 RPA is, uh, is, a is, let's say, is a rookie patch auto with a Luka Doncic. It's his patch and an autograph, right? So then they may have like a silver parallel, which is the exact same card, but with the foil on it that is highlighted in silver, right? And then they may have a gold parallel where it's highlighted in gold. And then each of those are numbered less. So even though it looks like the identical card, it would be, instead of being numbered to 100, it's the exact same card, numbered to 25, numbered to 10, numbered to five or whatever it is. So, um, and, and I noticed that so on, on some of your later lists that, um, you know, you say there's a, a wide range. That's because parallels drive a lot of these markets when you're talking about this high-end stuff. So it looks almost identical, but the foil changes it just a smidge, and uh, in, in doing so has a huge, um, huge impact on the value. But National Treasures, um, just as a Panini Flawless, I think also comes in a um, in a briefcase. And if you ever watch these breaks, I mean, these somebody spends thirty grand on a box, and you could end up with a two hundred thousand uh, dollar card. You also could end up with just a bunch of nothing. Dude, that is that is gambling. It's Vegas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, it is. But it's so fun to watch those breaks. Uh, you know, it, it really is kind of cool. And uh, you know, and, and National Treasure. So um, <clears throat> we uh, we talked, and, and Ross laughed. But like, I'm I'm highly speculating on uh, Matthew Stafford, the former Lions quarterback. Oy and uh, his, that, gets, his, that gets an oyve for me again, a, well, again with his Matt Stafford. If, if, if I if I if I lose, everybody can make fun of me. But if I win, we're gonna make I, fun of you, win or lose. Okay, well, if I win though, <laughs> I'm gonna be. Ro- but but his rookies, he has National Treasure. So I go back and watch these box breaks. And back in 2009, these boxes you know were $500 a box. Which kind of tells you you know how things have changed um you know in the market so nowadays you have people you know it box same amount of cards but because cards have gone up in value so much i mean you and at twenty eight thousand dollars you're pulling forty thousand dollar cards out of there you know often i mean like the Mm. the range of of expensive cards are up there but it's so fun watching these breaks and seeing those high-end stuff get pulled out but keep in mind again. So the lowest price on the boxes is twenty thousand. The highest in the toys was twelve, right? Yeah. Right. So we're yeah. already. So let's get to let's get to number three. Um, is in nineteen ninety six tops Chrome basketball factory sealed hobby box. Again, this is factory cellophane sealed, no wrap from a third party authentication company. This is our good friends at PWCC Auction who tend to do pretty well. Um, <clears throat> 
the the key card in this one is the Kobe Bryant rookie card, um, which with the PSA 10 sale, I, it topped around 60000 I couldn't tell for sure uh, because it was the best <laughs> offer. And Chris's uh, software that he told me about is now bunk. So screw you, Chris. It, 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 no, they fixed it this morning. Oh, they fixed it? Yeah. All right. Oh, you're so, saying I should have should have hopped back on. Uh, I blew it. Yeah. I, I, I me blew too. It. So I was done. I was done with my list, and I just left it as it was. So, but you know, Kobe Bryant rookie card at around sixty grand. You know, to be honest, with some of these high prices that some of these other guys have pulled, I'm surprised that it was that low. And it sounds crazy to say that sixty thousand is low, but um, maybe this is more produced. I just don't know. Um, well, and again, it, there's there's different parallels of that. So you know, there'll be just your base card, and then there's going to be you know, I think there's you know, there's a black, which is you know, a, has it's probably a numbered card, and is it is a lot harder to find. So you're going to see a lot of variation. I think um, some Kobe Bryant rookies have actually hit uh, six figures. So okay, they're up there. Okay, yeah. all right. Number two on the list is uh, th- this appeared on last month. Um, so was, I thought it was nice to show a little change in the market. 2003 to 2004, Topps Chrome Basketball Factory Sealed Box went for $40,100. Uh, last month, the top sale was 56000 So that's pretty sizable movement down. Um, you know, this one was factory sealed, no third party wrap. Um, also a PWCC auction. Um, you know, the key cards in this one are LeBron James rookie card, a PSA 10 sale topped out at 28, 285,000. Um, and there's several others in the 200 or so thousand range. We talked about this last month. Um, I talked about LeBron, but I didn't talk about Dwayne Wade, um, which is also his rookie card there. Uh, a PSA 10 topped at 115,100 and, and, the, there was another PSA 10 that sold at 8,799. So if you're the guy that sold your PSA 10 Dwayne Wade for 8,799 and someone else got 110, like what, wow. what are you doing wrong with that but, auction, pal? I'll bet you those are parallels. That's probably, that's a really okay, good example. Okay. Yeah. yeah so, okay. so one may have been a, a PSA 10 base card and the other one may have been like a PSA I think 10. It, was, it looked like the same card to me. Yeah, I was, they're, 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 so, so what's the difference between them? It would literally be. I just like, I just queued a half hour discussion. It's like a little interest, sign and the number on the back. That's <laughs> yeah. the difference. So, it, so and, and okay. the color border around it, right? It's like a, yeah, it's, it can border. be just it can be just a foil. It could be just that it's numbered. So with with my my Stafford collection tops, for example, like you can get it's a picture of him throwing. Yeah. There is probably um, like no joke. There is probably at least 50 different versions of that particular card starting with base going to chrome going you know your refractors your x-fractors your blue refractors your red reflector exact same picture but you know but the difference is yeah okay so and and i will keep this brief um my my brother-in-law um decided he tory holt yeah. Oh, so, yeah. So, but here's the Tory Holt story. Yeah. yeah so yeah, this, this, this is really, really quick. Yeah. So my brother-in-law in 1999 started collecting uh, Tory Holt. It was a, a, a play for the Rams, um, and he decided to put together one of each of his rookie cards. Right. He's still missing eight. He's been he's been searching these for 18 years. Anybody want to guess how many rookie cards Tory Holt has in 1999? Probably 50. I was going to say 56. Not not even close. Oh. Not even close. 156? So, not even close. 412. 
What? What? Four hundred. He has four hundred and twelve different nineteen ninety nine Tory Holt rookie cards, and he is missing eight. Wow. So it's just he's got four hundred and four rookie cards. Four hundred twelve. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, you know, and that's. The market has really, really changed. Wow. And, and, and so, you know, go if you have, like, you know, Cal Ripken has three rookie cards, right? You go back into the 70s, Ozzie Smith has one. You know, Mickey Mantle has two. 412, and he has been searching for the last eight for 18 years, and he searches wow. every day. Oh, my God. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> like, I've never heard, like, he's old. Yeah. But and, and he actually had a pretty good career. I mean, it ended short. I mean, it's, that's the problem with you know when you're collecting football players. But to just give you an idea of the power wow. of parallels, and then and he he sent some pictures, and it's a lot. Like some of them are it's the same card, but it is autographed in red ink. Some of it's autographed in black ink, and some of it's autographed in blue ink. Yeah, four hundred and twelve. All right. So number <laughs> number one on the list is a two thousand nine tops basketball factory sealed hobby box. Which sold for twenty seven thousand five hundred. Now, interesting to note on this, um, our top sale last month was one hundred and ten thousand for the eighty six Fleer, um, and the top sale for any sport sport boxes was twenty seven thousand five hundred here. Um, now, again, there wasn't another eighty six Fleer, and keep in mind this is all on eBay. If there was somewhere else that an eight, another eighty six Fleer sold, I, I didn't search for that. But you know, there were several others that were in like. You know, much much higher than this. Um, so maybe there just wasn't a lot of activity. Maybe the market is cooled. It, it, it's hard to tell for sure and know exactly what's going on. But this was a, a raw box via PWCC auction. Um, the top top card in that was a Chrome Refractor Refractor, right? Uh, Stephen Curry rookie card PSA ten uh, that sold for one hundred twenty six thousand six fifty five. <laughs> <laughs> um. So and it, 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 so the range there was a a, a Stephen rookie card that went for ninety seven hundred at a PSA Steph, ten. Steph must- Curry, they call him Steph Curry. It's, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I so incidentally, just so you know, um, there's actually a forty thousand dollar box um sale. Um, it was number two on your list, so somehow number two is more than number one. But I love you. It's I don't know how that works. What's that? Would well, you number say two, no, number two on the list? Um, was sold for forty thousand dollars, and number one on the list sold for twenty seven thousand. Oh shit! I'm I, am I fired? I'm totally yeah, screwed yeah, up. Yeah. Well, we are not going viral on this one. Yeah. <laughs> I've had a, a rough question. day. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. <laughs> I, know, I know. I have a All question. Right. Can I ask a question? Sure. Chris. No. Chris. Uh, oh really? No. Uh, yeah, you Chris. Can. Yeah, you can. All right. Thank you. Uh, when did you notice that, Chris? Just now. Just now, I'm like, uh, I was gonna be like, if you noticed it like hours ago, I was gonna be like, you suck. But you know, <laughs> no, I mean, you could have right. told them. Moving on, moving know, on, no. moving on. So that the the other key card in that, <laughs> hey, Chris, in that, you know that. <laughs> I know, I know. The other key card in that box was a James Harden rookie card PSA ten that sold for thirty two thousand one hundred. It's All more right. than I paid for uh, my first Jeep. It's it's amazing that these things sell regularly at that yes. price. It yes. really it really right does. do you ever watch any of the the um the videos of the, these sports card shows and you'll see these kids these twenty five year olds like oh yeah you know uh, I will go forty on that forty what I did not have access to forty thousand yeah, dollars when I was that age 
Maybe 40,000 in debt at that age. Yeah, right, exactly. Right, right, does, it, right. does this surprise anyone uh, that, you know, I mean, I know Steph Curry's awesome player, awesome shooter, probably best shooter of all time, but the, the discrepancy between a Curry and a Harden rookie card, like, is that, I mean, it's, it's like four times the price. Well, and I think, has Harden been an MVP more? Steph Curry was MVP, I think, two or three years in a row, but Harden's been I also MVP. think, like, I think I was just think now this year who's more relevant. It's it's hard, right? It's, yeah, he's he's on a he's probably on the team that's going to win the championship. I mean, yeah. I, I'm a Knicks fan, so I don't really care, but still, it might be a good time to like snap one up because like after uh, after the championship, that thing. Well, may... he's hurt. He, he may not play, you know. Uh, so, but still, you know. I don't know. No, I, I I found that interesting that 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 the spread was that large. Sometimes you get people that just that latch onto a particular player, and that one, that particular player, just well. I mean, look at uh, was it Dwayne Wade and, and LeBron, right? I mean, Dwayne Wade's not a not not a schmuck, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys, we're we we got we're a quarter into the segment, so let's let's keep it moving. All right. So. All right. <laughs> three <laughs> top three non-sports full boxes. Number three on the list is a two thousand. Tops Chrome Pokemon Chrome trading cards. It's only 27 packs in the box. It's missing three to get to the full 30 for the box. Sold for 5322 Um, This is a raw box, not wrapped, obviously, because it's not complete. Um, but this is the first time that anything Pokemon has appeared. I think I think there's more Pokemon coming up when we get to the pack section. Yeah. Um, the e- TV Spectre Charizard... Number six, PSA ten, uh, top sale was nine thousand six fifty. So Pokemon's cool stuff. You know, my my son, who's now twelve, collected Pokemon pretty pretty regularly when he was five six years old, and brought the the, the cards to school and traded with his friends. It made me kind of long for the days when I was doing it. Um, that was the only thing he really collected. Right. Um, and so yeah, I think. I'm not as familiar with the individual cards of those, but I know that some of the top Charizards sell for a lot of money, as as evidenced by that sale. So, is, is Charizard an incarnation of of Pikachu, or do you know how that goes? Nah, I'm not. I, I'm not into no. that shit. All right. Well, <laughs> watch your life. This is a family show. Yeah, exactly. My goodness. Exactly. Um, no, it's, and yeah. this is and this is a Chrome product. So we were talking about different parallels. So tops will usually come out with a, a paper version, right? And then they come out with a Chrome version. So this is a, a premium box that is um, made out of like more of a metallic kind of card. So they're identical to the non Chrome versions, except that they're Chrome. So it'll be the exact same picture. And then the difference in price between your lower and your higher ones probably is one was a refractor and one right. was your, so all right, a little bit of, knowledge yeah no that's great that's great the professor so number number two um is a a 1977 top star wars series one wax box uh this is baseball card exchange wrapped this sale came in at fourteen thousand one hundred. now last last month last month the bargain right there right last month the the sales topped at thirty five thousand nine hundred uh, that was also baseball card exchange wrapped, and other BBC wrap sales last month were in the eighteen thousand to thirty thousand range. So fourteen thousand one hundred. What do we think, guys? I think it's a rare box, but I think thirty five thousand was a lot for something that. Lots. 
I here's the thing. PSA shut down, right? But they they have been sending some submissions out, you know. And PSA has tightened their grading, right? So if you were like one of those people that said, oh, I have a bunch of mint stuff and I sent it in, they're not giving out tens. So anything that's been sitting at PSA for a while, even if it's the mintest of the mint, I mean, it's oh, they're almost impossible to get tens. So all of those ones, the low pop counts that that people were, that had these that were buying the loose ones, um, and PSA tens, um, and, and people sent those in. You're not, there's no more tens coming back because PSA is very, very, very strict now on giving tens. So you know anybody that was buying this to open or with hopes of there being tens in there, they're not because PSA is not giving them out. Yep. So it's interesting how that market's going to change. And then, then people that were sending in some of the more common stuff at $10 um, for their, uh, their bulk submission. Uh, now you're not, you're not seeing bulk submissions anywhere. So everything you're, you're paying 30, 35 bucks for, and it's hard to justify spending $35 on something that, um, you know, if it comes back a seven, it's probably only worth like 10 bucks at number one <laughs> at number one. No, I'm just, I'm kidding, Chris. I'm kidding. <laughs> Um, Shut up. <laughs> I, quit. I quit. Number one, making another appearance uh, on the, the top five list is the, or top three list as the case may be this month, the 1985 Garbage Pail Kids Series 1 box. This is GAI 9.5 graded at 27,100. We talked about GAI a little bit last month with Josh. Um, you know, that if you recall, that's guaranteed authentic incorporated or, or something. I think that's the the acronym that they went by. If if you can see the picture of this, this this casing or whatever you're going to call it is just a monstrosity. A tank. You know, we we I think Josh said it last month. It looked like you know the case that you get your Walkman in that you couldn't like break yeah. the plastic off. <laughs> Right. And like you'd have to get scissors and you use a knife and you yeah. cut your finger, you know, trying to get it out of there. Um, certainly a monstrosity. Um, but so the, again, back to the price on that is twenty seven thousand one hundred. We saw a raw uh, actually it was wrapped last month went oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, it was wrapped last month. It went for twenty thousand. Um, and there was two raw sales at fifteen thousand and sixteen thousand. So the interesting thing about this is you can only find graded boxes by GAI, right? This is a graded box, which, other than they're now a defunct company, we're the only company that's going to be grading boxes. Um, and there's so a it's seven thousand dollar difference in the price. Exactly. Exactly. It's sort of the point, right? <laughs> exactly. That's exactly where I was going. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Um, so interesting stuff. We, you know, just we talked about these last month, but the Nasty Nick PSA 10 topped at 27,500 and the Atom Bomb PSA 10 at 30,200. Still, that's a lot of money for an individual card, but God bless the people that buy them. Ugh. Or if you end up finding one, because boy, oh boy, you know, it'd be cool to have. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the better thing would be to find one and then grade it and get a 10. But yes. You know. All right. So. This is the first time we're delving into packs, which I'm really, really excited about. Um, we're going to start with I'm going to start with non-sports here. We went sports and non-sports. Now we're going non-sports and then sports. So this thing, I, I, I put it in here. I was glad because it actually was you know one of the top three sales, but it's one of those like, what the hell is going on? And man, do I feel old. All right. <laughs> so this is. 
three, not one but two, but three 2020 Tops Wax Digital. Uh, digital. Digital. I don't understand this. Digital. Garbage Pail Kids Series 1 five-card pack. It was a best offer at 5000 I don't know exactly what the price is. I don't care because I couldn't use, find the best offer, but I had to include it. Um, the auction says you have to have a .wax address upon purchase, and that's maybe how they transfer these stupid things. Oh, my God. Hey. But, you know, so the individual Adam Bomb card from this, you know, digital monstrosity weird thing went for $650 and the nasty Nick went for 499 Gentlemen, what do we think about this? So, okay. Look, Joe, Joe, let's 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 see what Joe has to say. No, thanks. I mean, there is just nothing like having that card in your hand. I don't care. It's even like the toy guides. You could get anything online. But just having that book in your hand. It's just just I'm just I, I I'm just with can't you. see it. I can't see it. But I guess it's the, 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 the new way. Well, Christopher. It's- so it's interesting. Uh, we haven't talked about Tops now. Tops now is yep. a is a set that Tops is putting out literally now, right? So if something cool happens in baseball, um, somebody gets a picture of it and they make a card of it, right? And this is a way to now um, get the video clip of that, right? And and then they, they turn it into a card, and then you can trade it. So it's almost like cryptocurrency, but for sports cards. And and I think that's the way it's kind of being traded. So, like, I know Major League Baseball is going to put out a one-of-one one Lou Gehrig speech card, right? So there's only going to be one. Some lucky person is going to end up with that one-of-one. One, and if anybody wants it, they're going to have to pay, you know, to is get that one-of-one. One. Is that a digital card or is yeah, it like it, a hard copy? It's a digital card. It's gonna it, You'll see it on your phone. Now, you'll see it on your computer. Then does that person own the uh, rights to, to that image? Yeah, so basically you own that digital file, and it's a one-of-one, one, and if anybody wants it, you would transfer the file to them. I don't think you have a copyright. You don't have a copyright to the image. You just own this digital file. Yeah, you own the file wow. of it. Um, <clears throat> but the thing is, 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 as silly as this sounds, right, um, go um, – if you look at uh, World of Warcraft or any of those um, uh, Star Wars, uh, those uh, video games, the, the ones way back when people used to build up characters and go on eBay and sell that file, right? So yeah. buying digital things or even even digital <coughs> currency in some of these I think games, your cryptocurrency example hmm. is a very good one. It's yes. a very good one. It's the way that things are going. And look, I think I think we're we're saying this stuff because we're old, right? right. We're now old. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is the way of the world. And I think it's I think it's a very interesting dynamic. My I cards only... were made of paper, you right. old, you know. <laughs> exactly. I think you know, we roll our eyes, but that's where things are going. It it'll be interesting to see how that goes. But I agree with Joe. You know, if I have a collectible, I want to hold it. It's the same reason that I'm not gonna buy a share in a Ricky Henderson PSA ten, you know, corporation. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah. <laughs> That's, I think it's stupid, but Very whatever. That's but yeah. Um, all right. Next thing on number two on the list is a PSA ten mega rare. This is I think that's no, that's not. Yeah, they didn't have that. That's what the uh, the listing said. Mega rare, nineteen ninety three, Magic the Gathering unlimited pack, a booster pack that was graded PSA ten, which is pretty tough to find for packs. You don't see a lot of packs that grade PSA ten. Um, went for ninety three hundred bucks. 
Now the the top card in that was a dual land underground C underground C PSA ten um, best offer winner in the six thousand or so range. Uh, you guys know anything about Magic the Gathering? Ever ever into that? No. Nope. I, I, I the only thing I know about them is back in 1995 when Power of the Force two going back to Star Wars when when that came out I remember at toy shows people were selling those things for big money even back then yeah yeah so they have been valuable for a very long time there's there's a very rare card that I'm aware of called the Black Lotus I think it's like yeah. the the Grail in Magic the Gathering the reason I know it we had um, an employee at CES I think it was before you guys came on board a guy named Kent. So there was Kent and Ken. It's kind of confusing. Uh, and so he was a Magic the Gathering collector. So they, his nickname was Black Lotus. Ah, that's awesome. <laughs> they called there him Black go. Lotus. So, um, yeah. all right. That's so awesome what's that? That's an awesome nickname. It kind yeah, of is. Yeah. 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 Um, all right. Number one on the list of the non-sports packs uh, is a 1999 Pokemon. So that was going to come back. Base set shadowless first edition sealed blister pack blister pack now this is interesting this is um you know on a on a on a card back with the blister over it and inside is the foil pack um this is the charizard art maybe there must have been a variation of that this one pack blister card went for 10 grand raw not graded, you know. Clearly, I'm thinking right away that this is something that CES would love to grade. Yep, because PAS PSA won't touch it. Is right. that a first edition? First edition. That's why. That's why. Yeah, yeah. Um, but just the fact that this is sitting on a shelf somewhere or in a box somewhere, because how do you protect that without your yep. good old friends yeah. at CAS? Yep. So, hologram Charizard from this set, uh, PSA ten. Sold in a PWCC auction for three hundred forty nine nine ninety five three hundred forty nine thousand uh, dollars. That that yeah. is approaching uh, Michael Jordan rookie card, uh, dude. Right there, I Char- was Charizard and MJ. Look at that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the goats. <laughs> Unreal. Um, the greatest of the Pokemon. Yep. So, so interestingly. Um, there was a, a raw one outside of the blister pack sold for 6505 in the PWCC auction. So, I mean, dude, I, I, I'd, be, I'd be surprised if at some point we don't get one of these Pokemon packs to grade. You know, there's just so much value in them. Um, and hopefully the people send them to us and not PSA. PSA won't touch them. They don't even have a choice. No, the, not the, not the, none of the, uh, not only not the blister card, but the actual individual packs. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. They they won't do the individual packs. Or are you saying? Well, no, no, no the they, they won't do the blister. Okay, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. okay. Um, all right, so that concludes the non-sports. We're getting in some very interesting pack stuff. All the good stuff <laughs> for the sports mm, stuff. It's nice. Yeah. Um, really, really good stuff. So the. Um, number three on the list uh, is 1952 Tops Baseball Wax Pack. Again, from our good friends, the now defunct GAI, GAI 8. Um, this sold for a best offer somewhere between the forty-one dollars and $45,000 range. Um, we talked about who GIA is <laughs> before. You know, the, the interesting on this is I looked at the condition of it. The pack was kind of in rough shape. There was like t- some tears in the pack corners, but this company graded it an eight, which I you know, I don't know how it yeah. graded it an eight, but whatever. It's an it's a great pack. Um, you know, the top 
recent eBay sale for a card in this pack was a Mickey Mantle PSA 7 that sold on eBay for 350000 But way more interesting than that, in January of 2021, this year, uh, PSA 10 Mantle sold for $5 million, making it the most ever for a baseball card or otherwise any sports card. $5 million. Yeah. Wow. And, you know, yep. the thing is about this, I don't know <clears throat> if you – and, Joe, do you know if you can tell what series this is? I uh, Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean – it have if the Mickey Mouse in the high number series, right? But I don't know how you tell a fifty-two pack that's a high number pack. I just don't know. Yeah, I didn't know if they delineated in any in any sort there of way. There some way, but I don't know personally. Because there were like four or five series, so like this pack right. may not even be eligible to have that mantle. Exactly. Exactly. Let's see if they let's see if they designate it. No, they don't. They don't say it on the GAI label. Yeah, Good thing it, they went bankrupt. Good thing. Why are you so mean? <laughs> exactly. Where did this happen? It's like, unfortunately, this company is no longer with I us. Wasn't however, loved as a child. I wasn't loved as a child. Well, so you need a hug it. real bad. Right. You need one really bad. I do. I do. I do. Very much. More than you know. More than uh, you know. Well, All right. So um, next on the list, number two, staying in the 50s. Uh, oh, man, 19- another beauty. Dude, that thing is a beauty. 1953 Topps Baseball Wax Pack PSA 5 uh, sold for a buy it now of $49,995. Um, you know, it's a relatively low grade, but come on, it's a you know 1953 pack. I can't imagine there's a lot of tens floating around. No. <laughs> I can't imagine there's a lot of packs floating exactly. around. Exactly. You, know? you know what? So, and, and the fact that that, that looks like a, like the GIA looked like it should have been less than a five, the PSA yeah. is a five. And that's one thing, Joe, that I've noticed from your group. And when we started talking about grading um, the rack packs and stuff like that, the first thing we want to know is what are your standards? And that's that's calls right to this, right? What tells you if you're going to send something in, you should have some expectation of what it's going to grade, you know? And I think that's a really important thing. And, and that's one thing that, you know, that your group said loud and clear. It's like, we want to know yeah. what you guys are looking for. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. yep. Well, we've got a grading scale that we're going to publish at some yes. point. So uh, we're, we're rocking and rolling. Rock and roll. Yeah. All right. So just just quickly continue on in this one. The, the top cards in this one are a Mickey Mantle short print. Do you guys know what a short print is? I wasn't familiar with that. Um, yeah, it just it just for whatever reason, um, you know, if on the um, that particular sheet just didn't have to get cut as much, or if multiple if there were multiple versions of a card on, on a sheet, like let's um, that that one happened to maybe have one where other cards had two, so it was just made less of them. See, Chris is intelligent. I told you, very intelligent young I man. I watch all YouTube videos. That's all it is. That's all. It's amazing. <laughs> I, everything amazing. I do. <laughs> All right, so that that was a mantle short print at a PSA eight, sold for one hundred one thousand a PWCC auction, um, and the next highest card I could find was a Jackie Robinson at a PSA eight, sold for thirty two thousand two eleven. There's a satchel page in that set. It's the only there was I was satchel page. It's a really tough. I, I was gonna mention I was gonna mention that one, but um, only went with two. But I, I'm glad you raised it, um, and so. You know, it was in some form was number one on our last list last month with the boxes. Number one on the packs list. Shocker. It, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it, but it, what's interesting that it was four of them. So it was four '86 Fleer basketball wax packs. Um, there's a lot of interesting stuff here. The the buy it now was eighty four thousand nine ninety nine, essentially eighty five thousand. Two of them are PSA eight and two are PSA seven. 
Um, the PSA eights both indicate on the label that there's the Jordan sticker on the back. Um, we talked about the last month, the full box being 110,100. I know Joe kind of hinted at it before kind of the, the interesting part of grading packs now is the ability to indicate the stars on the label, right? Yes. Well, Joe, yes. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> right. Absolutely. I mean, that's, that's, it's pretty cool. And so, you know, I, I'm not doing the grading yet. So most of them, you, people say you just kind of press the pack and you can, you can see some of them are translucent. You can see on their own, but I believe that most people kind of see that through pressing the pack. If I'm not mistaken. In 86 Fleer, you can see the front card, and and that's why it's tough to justify spending this kind of money. It's cool if you like it, right? But the thing is, is you can tell by the the, the player on the front who, in 86, 87 Fleer, who's in the rest of that pack. Yeah. So you can tell by the front card if it's got a Jordan in it. So if you're buying... if you're ever buying anything, you want if you ever buy any of those packs, you get a huge premium if it's from a sealed sealed case, boxes yep. from sealed cases, because everybody looks to see if, if it's got the Jordan pattern to it. Because why why spend that money if it doesn't have a Jordan in it? Right, right. So that's it. I need a lot of interesting stuff to talk about this month um, on our I like trading this format, Ross. I really do. All right. Do you think that this is what we're going to stick with? Yeah, because you get some variety, and you don't see this anywhere else. I mean, I didn't know these packs sold for that much. That's awesome. I didn't know it's, that a fifty-two tops pack sold. I yeah. didn't know that either. <laughs> yeah, you know what? All the packs, all the sports packs, sold for more than the uh, sports boxes. Yeah, that's an interesting dynamic. Right? It's yeah. an interesting dynamic. Yeah, but yeah. a lot of the high-end sports boxes were modern too. Yeah, there's a, there's so much going on in this market. You could talk about it forever. It really what is. It was interesting. None of the none of the eight, you know, early it was the earliest Fleer boxes sold. I think like we had some eighty-seven Fleer boxes that went really high. Basketball that went high last month. You know, none of those appeared in May. Just didn't change hands on eBay. So and, and that softened a bit. You know, so the Jordan sold had a record sale in February. The uh, uh, PSA ten. Yeah. Sold for seven hundred and fifty. But I was saying not even eighty-six. I was saying eighty-seven Fleer didn't right. appear. Right. Well, no, but just. Kind of give you like where the basketball market right, is. Right, um, there right. was a golden auction and a Jordan rookie sold for like two hundred fifty thousand. Like That's it. Five hundred thousand. No, I okay, know. but it's a five. <laughs> okay, no, I know. <laughs> if you were in at seven fifty right, and it's down to two fifty, right. yeah, you know. So th- that that's softening this a little bit. With Jordan cards a few years ago. They all a Jordan at a ten was like about fifty grand. This might be maybe back in two thousand twelve, thirteen. And then they calmed down, and then it took off again. So it, it, it everything goes up and down. Yeah, you know, it's an interesting dynamic, but it'll be fun. We'll certainly watch the market in the trading card wax and packs investors corner market. Damn it! I messed it up. Oh, I messed so it up. Gross. I messed it up. I'll get it next time. I'll get it next time. <laughs> I'm not well, trying. Or again. or come up come up with a more simpler title. Like no, investors, no. Investors corner I, card I, edition. You don't like, you don't run this segment chris this is my segment you're the boss of me so whatever this is you my say, boss, whatever you say boss <laughs> boss i love it i love it that's it <laughs> no that's a great segment ross i, I really like that format i think that's a, that's a winner there all right i got chris's approval i'm good yeah. i'm good it, it doesn't matter to anybody but me but that's I right if i got you on board we're good we're cooking baby <laughs> we're cooking yes so 
Um, we're going to wrap up this podcast, but Anthony has um, two cents he'd like to put in here. Uh, usually two cents is just our final thoughts on something that uh, we want to share with our audience. Um, and it's he's, he's the one standing up to, to the plate to deliver this epic. It, it's my turn. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I had an idea the entire month I was going to do. And then today it struck me that I was going to talk about this because I've used it a lot over the last couple of weeks. Maybe you have too. Let's see. We should charge for this eventually. But this is a uh, non-sponsored ad here for Liquid IV. Have you guys ever used this? What? No, what we're not that? doctors. Is this what? Yeah. No, Liquid this IV. is. I, I got this off of Amazon. My, my wife turned me on to this. And I use it like almost every day. It's just a, it's, it's a, um, I'll show you. It's kind of like crystal light, but it's not crystal light. It's got these, um, got to open it here. Let's see. Come on. There we go. It's sealed. All right. Like basically like crystal light containers. It's, uh, okay. it's got, it's got, a, it's like Brondo. It's got electrolytes in them. <laughs> Brondo. <And> you... <laughs> Chris got that. Yeah. Oh, Brondo is. <laughs> It's it's idiocracy it's got, is a movie. You know what? It's, it's got that's gonna be my yeah. That's gonna be my uh, my two cents in my next time up. <laughs> you add this to water, it hydrates you, and it works, man. I'm gonna tell you, uh, I, Ross. You know, you've been out in the in the uh, in this heat, this humidity, coaching Ooh, softball. It's, it's warm. Base, it's warm. Baseball, right? That's right. I put this in a bottle of water. It hydrates you. I, I did my mulch on Wednesday. I, I did like three of these. I'm telling you, this is good. What's stuff. it called again? Liquid IV. What's the IV stand for? Intervenous, uh, like like as if you're sailing. Right? Oh, yeah. like an IV, like intervenous. Okay. So yeah. let, let me ask you this, because you're a doctor and I am terrified of needles. If I but isn't all in... IV liquid? Isn't all IV? That's kind of like redundant, isn't it? So, it, but it's no, not delivered it's, intervenously. It's, it's, not it's not actually not... an intervenous. Uh, it, yeah, exactly. It goes to my question. It's if oral. I'm terrified of needles. Right? If I'm. T- yeah. I'm terrified of needles. If I go to the ER and bring a pack of that, and they want to hook me up to an IV. Can I just say, just give me some of this? I'm good. Hold on. Is that an option? Terrified of needles? There. Like if you, oh my if you go get a shot, do you cry? Do you still cry when you so, get a shot? So what a wuss. Okay. Yeah. So let me tell you. This. So in, I had to go downtown. I got my COVID shot downtown Detroit. Right. You you pulled into a. I had to. I drove by myself. I'd be more afraid into, of downtown Detroit than I oh, would be. Oh no the COVID no shot. no the needle. Yeah. Nope. I, I I'm sorry. I like I, I'm there. I am sweating bullets. And and this nurse is so nice. And and like and she's like, are you okay? I said, okay. I'm gonna close my eyes. You just do it. Don't tell me it's gonna happen. And and then just. And then you have to wait for that 15 minutes. And I'm like, I'm going to pass out. How am I going to drive home? I am not a needle. My wife, my wife, she has for, um, for migraines, she has a shot that she gives herself. The first time she got it, she was trying to fiddle with it, figure out how it opens up. It opened up. She actually sprung it open and it starts shooting liquid out. She goes and tries to put her finger over the end of it. I, I fell to the floor. I fell to the oh floor. God. Oh my God! Well, Chris, I am I, terrible. Oh Chris, I got I got a horror story for you then. Oh, so I, I, I moved to like uh, I live in like Northwest Jersey, and it like bats are very prevalent here. Oh, and we had a bat in our house, and I tried to catch it, I couldn't get it, it escaped, and we never knew if it was rabbit, right? So we had to assume it was. The whole family, wife, me, Erica, the boys, we went to the ER. Everyone gets our rabies shots. No. Uh, so listen it's did it by, bite you did it bite listen, you no but i would have passed nope hard pass i'd just die yeah. I, i've had a good life so it, <laughs> i had a good life 
It's by weight. So you need you need like uh, you, you have to get the uh, the actual rabies shot. I'm and going then the, on a diet today. Listen, <laughs> and then you have to get the oh, no. you got to get the immunoglobulin based on weight. So guess how many shots I got at once? Uh, four hundred and twelve. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I got I got six shots, six oh, no. shots at once, Ugh. and the nurses were like, "Listen, uh, there were literally five nurses in the room, and they just just went to town all at once." Oh and, dear uh, lord! You nope. You would have loved it, Chris. I, I, I would. It. Yeah. I would just. I you would have shut down. You would have shut down. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I would have been. Yeah, that would not have been. So I ended up having. I had a, the glucose test years ago. You know where they have to like over a period of like four hours draw blood, and by the end of it, like I, I was telling. I, I act like a drunk person when I'm talking to these people. I'm like, like you are so good at this. You're so because I was so terrified. To so, so is this a half hour segment or what? what are yeah. We doing here? <sighs> Sorry, I just uh, passion for medicine. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Oh. All right. Well, this has been the trading card wax and packs market watch. No, that was the two cents. Damn it! I messed up again. We're, we're wrapping up, up the again. show now. We're man. wrapping, we're wrapping up, up the show. We're wrapping it up. We're wrapping well, it up. We'd like to thank Joe Crescio yes, for um, yes. being Big time. And Joe. Um, Thanks and, for having me, guys. And if Joe, if uh, if anybody wants to get a hold of you, if, if anybody wants to get a hold of Joe, join any Facebook group at all, and he's the admin. <laughs> right. So that's, that's right. how you get a hold of Joe <laughs> if you're looking. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he is just a pillar of the collecting community in every single aspect of it. And Very thank much you so, so much for being on on the podcast and for helping us um, enter the sports car market because it is so exciting. Oh, thanks for having me guys. So, and uh, until next month, uh, keep collecting my friends, my friends. Goodbye collectors. Bye. bye. What, what happened to collect hard? <laughs> oh, was that, was that what I said last yeah, time? Yeah, I was all uh, psyched, oh, I was I all totally psyched about that. Man. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot. Come on. All right. Collect hard. All right. <laughs> And collect hard. <laughs> my friends. Collect hard, my friends. Uh-uh.